the situation that I'm in Run up in the cell alone, drowning in my sins Get right or get left, what will it be? Time is running out, the blood is flowing down the street What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Loot Bros Podcast. I'm your host, Resident Daryl, and I'm going to do the first part of this episode solo. I'm going to knock out some of the odds and ends and the random things for the show, and then we're going to patch in a conversation I had with my good friend, Dan Evans. We do something we've never done here before on the Loot Bros Podcast. We are going to do a super, super, super deep dive on the upcoming flash movie the the trailer that just popped out for the super bowl we had an excellent conversation a great time talking about the flash about the snyderverse now, i know some of you guys listen to this and they go oh crap more snyderverse i get it but we you know, there's a lot of things changing right now there's a lot of things going on in the the world of dc and the entertainment field they're merging everything with their their video game uh, leg of DC. And so a lot of things are getting ready to merge and come together. So a lot of this stuff matters for multiple facets, not just the fact that I'm a Snyderverse fan and I, I really long and wish for things to be restored and to be fixed. Uh, but this particular movie rebo- reboots the entire uh, franchise. And from this point on, the, the movies and the games and the shows are all going to tie in together. So the next Arkham game we get will be a direct, uh, you know, leg of the universe so all that being said uh there's a handful of things i'm going to knock out housekeeping wise before i jump into the leaderboards and a couple of things i want to run by you guys the listeners of the loot bros podcast uh, as you're listening to this episode you're noticing that it's going to come out late so uh this past friday uh, i came home about noon lunchtime and saw that the ceiling in my living room was pouring water from it so we had a pipe burst behind our shower upstairs it flooded in between the walls flooded into the it was just kind of pouring water into the ceiling downstairs and it messed up my living room ceiling the floor um the the i guess the dividing wall where my basement everything's at it's in my office all that stuff so a uh, handful of things happened that you know, caused the show to be delayed, and a couple of things are going to happen that's going to cause more disruptions in the way I record uh, for the next few weeks. So I just kind of want to put all this out there. Right now, I'm using, I always use a pretty solid noise reducer on the show. I try to cut down on the background noise, and I, I always have a fan going in the room when I'm recording because it gets really hot in the office when you turn on all the monitors, the PlayStations, the computers, all that stuff, and then you shut the door so there's less noise. In the room next to me, like really less than eight feet away from where I'm sitting right now, is a giant dehumidifier that's going to have to run for the next five days. And there's mats on the floor with these vacuum systems hooked up to them, sucking the moisture out of my hardwood floors. So there's a ton of freaking noise. Now, I don't think you'll be able to hear too much of it because I did a little bit of recording here this morning just to make sure... Every yeah, I was trying to make sure I cut as much of the background noise as possible, but like it is loud. It is super loud in my house and super annoying. Uh, and of course, I work <laughs> in the room next to all the, the the crazy, all the damage and stuff. So uh, I don't think they're going to have to demo my office, but they're going to be here. The demo crew is going to be here in the next few hours. I fixed the plumbing myself. Uh, but we did end up filing an insurance claim because there's so much damage. So it's pretty freaking crazy. 
All that being said, uh, that delayed our Last of Us deep dive coverage. So myself and Tricky Mick are going to get together this week and try to make up for that. Uh, So you didn't get... The Last of Us Episode 6 deep dive this past week, uh, and but you will get it this week along with Episode 7. So that those things kind of got thrown around. And then, you know, we had I had already had this conversation with Dan. We had already recorded and did this crazy in-depth deep dive on the Flash movie trailer. I hope you guys enjoy it. I hope that this is something that you find enjoyable. If you don't, I do apologize. You know, this is something that I'm super passionate about. This is something that Dan is super passionate about. So we're excited to get together and talk about these things. Uh, But all that being said, you know, myself and the actual podcast crew have had some scheduling difficulties. And on top of the fact that my house is getting ready to be demoed. uh, I know they told me it's going to be five days of these vacuums and everything running to make sure everything's dried out. Today, they're going to rip out the ceiling, and they're going to rip out the wall in my son's room, which is directly above the living room, you know, where the bathroom butts up to. And, of course, I've already ripped that wall out because I had to get in there and fix the the pipes behind the shower. So there's a lot of demo work that's going to be done here in the next few weeks, and there's going to be a lot of just patchwork and, you know, crews coming in to do different things and some stuff I'll be doing myself. So whole bunch going on. Uh, so this will most likely disrupt some of my recording uh, scheduling. So I'm going to try and knock out some things. I would imagine the next couple of weeks it's possible we'll have um, some times where the group and I get together, sometimes where I'm doing things a little more on solo fashion. I, I still have several interviews lined up, so I'll be trying to patch those interviews in here and there. Uh, but definitely keep the shows pumping out. We'll keep the Patreon content flowing. And just want you guys to know that we appreciate all of your support. That being said, there's a handful of ways, if you're listening to this and you actually like this show, uh, that you can support us. We do have a Patreon. You can get involved for as little as $1 in each and every show, Patreon shows and non-Patreon shows, we like to toast. I want to give a shout out to our Patreon producers, Johnny Sadek, my name is Effing Mayo and MZF and Nitro. As well as all the other patrons that support us on all the different tiers. We appreciate you guys. And so uh, some of the Patreon content coming up. We're going to continue the deep dive series on The Last of Us. So we're going to see this season through. Now, this has been a overall pretty fun experience. So what we've done for the deep dive. Typically, you guys get one deep dive a month. You get a video game deep dive or something a video game adjacent where we dive deep into it. So for this particular month... Well, I guess the past six weeks, rather. Seven, if you include this one. Uh, Tricky and I have been watching The Last of Us uh, HBO Max series and then doing deep dives on each actual episode. So we're going to continue that for the rest of this month into March. And then from there, you know, in April, we'll pick back up with your normal big video game reviews. I've got a handful in the can that I'm going to be knocking out. I've got a, a deep dive review coming up on the stick of truth. This is a game that I've been playing and I put some more time into this past week, a pledge game from our good friend, Redbeard Rick. Uh, definitely give his YouTube channel a shout uh, check out uh, Redbeard Rick's retro room. Um, or it might just be called Rick's Retro Room. Actually, I'm not looking at it right now, so I don't remember either way. If you look at Rick's retro room, I'll, try to link it into the description but uh definitely check that stuff out uh, speaking of youtube you can check out my channel resident daryl i've been posting videos each and every week of myself going 
hunting video games in the wild and showing just kind of like some of the finds that I have, some of the money, what it's costing, what it's what we're what it's going for. We're looking for items cheap that we can flip on eBay for a profit. And you know, some weeks it's a flea market, some weeks it's thrift store, some weeks it is random rummage sales. Um, and then this past ep- this past week, what I did was I ordered a bunch of video games off of a Facebook Marketplace, and I've been trying to buy these bundles. And anytime I get a bundle or I get a deal on a bundle, I don't go through all the pictures of it. I mean, most of the time I see the majority of what's in there. Uh, and then what I do is I'll order these bundles. Let my children open them so it's completely random to them. They're mystery bundles. And then I let them guess the price, what they think these video games go for. In this past week's video, we did a mystery bundle, but we did it. It was a challenge for the last can of A&W root beer in the house. And the kids were all arguing over who thought they deserved it. And so we made a video of them guessing uh, you know the value of video games for it. It was, it was a lot of it was a fun time. These videos don't typically do very well as far as views go for my channel. Any anytime I do a mystery box or uh, some sort, they they're the least viewed videos that I've re- released so far, and that's fine. The whole point of the channel was to do something fun with the kids. We're making YouTube videos, whether they're super successful or not, doesn't matter. We're having a good time. If you're into that kind of thing, please go check it out. Resident Daryl on YouTube. New videos come out every Wednesday. Sometimes they're a late Wednesday night, depending on how much editing I get done. Uh, that So we got the Patreon. We got the YouTube. If you are listening on free feeds, whether it's Apple, Google, Stitcher, all those different things, guys, please leave us reviews or give us the little heart, the thumbs up, whatever there is. If you're listening on Apple, please leave us reviews because we have... I've, I've let that slide. I haven't asked. And, and really, since we launched the Patreon, I figured if you really want to get involved, the Patreon's the place to be. But because I stopped asking for reviews, we stopped getting reviews. And that is definitely something that pushes us out there so other people can see the show. So we definitely would love for you guys to share the show. If you listen to it, tell a friend, all that good stuff. So, all that being said, I'm going to jump into a handful of things that I've been playing, and then I'm going to go on the leaderboards, then I'm going to patch in the interview. So, like I said earlier, I've been playing the Stick of Truth. Uh, definitely not my cup of tea. The game is very funny. Uh, <laughs> very funny. Uh, but I, I've, I mentioned before, I started the game over a few different times. And the, the, the reason why is because I cannot play this in front of my wife and kids. Like The game's too vulgar. It's too... It's too it's very South Park, yeah. Um, there's a handful of things happening on screen that it's just like, yep, I'm not answering the questions on why I'm playing that one. <laughs> uh, but what I ended up doing is I ended up picking this game up on the PS3, and I've got a monitor on my desk that I have it on. And so during my breaks throughout the day, I've been trying to go on there and play a little bit of the Stick of Truth. I've been chipping away at it much slower than normal games that I play. Uh, but I have, it's definitely... <laughs> It's definitely given me a laugh. So I've, I've, I've definitely gotten a few chuckles out of it. Uh, but it is a decent enough little RPG. I think the way that they've made it work in South Park is fascinating. Uh, this the game is it's very charming. There's, there's a lot of good to it. Uh, vulgar and gross and funny. So those are definitely the ways that I would describe it. But so far, I'm, I'm enjoying my time with it. So I'm pick, uh, chipping away at that one. I got the Platinum and Super Stardust Portable excuse me, on PS5. 
Uh, this Super Stardust Portable came out as part of the PlayStation Plus Premium. It's a PSP game made by Housemark. Didn't have trophies when it launched. They patched in trophies. Absolutely love it. Absolutely enjoyed the full out of it. I've platinumed it twice now, the PS4 version and the PS5 version. Uh, more games like this, please. Absolutely stellar. Totally just what a blast. I, I loved every second of it. Uh, I've been playing The Evil Within. So this is a game that I started years and years and years ago. I championed this game coming out, played the first like six chapters of it, and then put it down and then never went back. Now, I bought the second game, never even opened the second game. The second game's still in the plastic. So uh, I bought it brand new day one. I was like, yes, yes, Evil Within, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. This has been a series that I just keep putting off. And there's been several times I've restarted it. Several times I'm like, oh, man, I need to get back to this. When I think about it, I'm like, I can't believe as a survival horror fan I have ne- neglected this as much as I have. And then I'll dive back into it and then fall away. There is something about it that is both super charming and something that is, it doesn't keep my interest. I don't know what it is. Playing through it, and I just beat a couple missions on a couple chapters this past week. Playing through it, it's got all the charm of like a Resident Evil, third-person Resident Evil game. It's got some of the weirdness of like a grasshopper manufacturing game. Uh, you know, like a Shadows of the Damned. It's because it, you can because Shadows of the Damned specifically, you had uh, Suda and you had Shinji Mikami work on that together. I can see that in this game. I can see where it takes itself serious. It's got a lot of saw energy, and I I can't believe actually I said energy, but definitely some some saw influence is probably the best way to put it. But there's something about it that doesn't marry it all together for me. Like it, you can definitely tell that this is a team that has a lot of horror influence, and they tried to put it all together. But I don't know that it is that it's working well together. There are some missions and some boss fights that are absolutely awesome, but then running through, you know, these areas with lots of traps and lots of you know just saw inspired, you know, and there's a lot of just. I don't know. It's it's not bad, but it's it's not sticking. It doesn't it doesn't have me hooked. Like it, I, when I put in Dead Space two, I put in Dead Space two just because I wanted to play a little bit more Dead Space and get ready for the remake. And when I put it in, it was just like this is freaking phenomenal, and I couldn't put it down. Dead Space two put everything else to the side. So this doesn't connect the way Dead Space two, and it could be that it's. You know, the time and place. Like, I keep trying to play this game off the heels of another game that's slightly better. So, I don't know. Uh, but I, I, I knocked out a couple chapters this week. And overall, I'm enjoying it. Not the best survival horror game I've ever played. Not the worst by any stretch. Not the worst game I've ever played. So, definitely going to knock that one out in the coming weeks. And I don't know. We'll see. I'm, I'm, I'm. Yeah, I'm back into it. So, but uh, something to think about, guys. If you're going to play this on the PS5, it runs like trash, and that's another reason why the past two years of having a PS5, I haven't jumped back in this game. Because when I got my PS5, this was downloaded on my external hard drive for my PS4. I go to put it on, and I'm just like, this game runs like crap. Like it does not run well. It tells you when you fire it up. It doesn't run good on PS5, and it's something about, I guess, the way the hard drive loads everything. This game is optimized for it, and it doesn't run well. So you got to play it on PS4 for the better experience. And I don't have a PS4 in my office right now. I got my PS4 in my bedroom, and that's kind of part of the reason why I don't. I 
it's and that's another thing too is I'm I, it's in my bedroom. I have to sit in the bed to play. If I get to bed, I fall asleep. It's just it's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. It's this part of this probably this game in uh, in particular. Part of the issue is the way I'm playing and the nature of like what it requires. It requires me to be in a place with no distractions to really focus in and and dive through it. So, uh, but I'm going to make it through. I'm going to knock out the evil within and the evil within two this year. Those are goals that I have. I just really want to knock those out. Um, next up, uh, Save Room. This is a Resident Evil-inspired puzzle game published by our friends over at Radalika. Uh, if you played Resident Evil 4 and you liked and you found yourself rearranging your gun briefcase, this is what this game is. This is Resident Evil 4 briefcase, the game. And it's fun. I do have an issue with the fact that the music doesn't really change. It's basically the same score nonstop. This is also on my PS4 upstairs. So what I did was... On two different occasions this past week, played a little bit of Evil Within, and then I did a palate cleanser of the safe save room, and then fell asleep. So um, this is a game that can be knocked out in and and two hours, maybe more now. I don't know now that now that it's been out for a little while, people are probably knocking it out much faster because they have the solutions already mapped out. I'm not looking at a guide. I'm just enjoying it, playing through it. I've already platinumed it once on PS5. I'm pl- doing the PS4 platinum now. And it's a bit of a palate cleanser, you know, a little bit of a survival horror before bed, and then a little bit of Resident Evil 4, the briefcase, the game, uh, right before I close my eyes. This particular, this past week was weird because it was my birthday. I turned 38 this past week, and the only thing I asked for, for my family, I was like, hey, I don't want to party. I don't want to go do anything. I was like, I don't want to have to be anywhere. I was like, I just want to play video games. And... Yeah, I felt like I had to beg for that. Like I felt, I felt like I got a little bit of like, like, are you sure? You know, everybody thinks you know. I want to do this. I want to do that. No, I don't. I didn't want to do anything with anybody. I, I wanted to play video games. So I had my brother and my sister in law come over. We played wrestling with my kids. You know, SmackDown versus Raw 2007. Had an absolute blast. Laughed our balls off. It was, it was awesome. That's all I asked for. I said, I just want to eat good food and play video games all weekend. Like a, like a kid, like a teenager. Like, that's just what I want. So this weekend, I got a decent amount of game time in. So we played some SmackDown versus Raw 2007, uh, and I played Gotham Knight. So I woke up Saturday morning. Now, the house had already been destroyed, so I had to wait on the, the crew to get over here to start drying the place out. I say house has been destroyed. It wasn't that bad, but it's bad enough to be super inconvenient. So the crew had to come over. So I was like, well, I can't get into anything super involved because they're going to be coming in and out of the house. They're going to be asking me all these questions and have me come out there. I was like, so I just put in Gotham Knights. Now, I've already beaten Gotham Knights. I'm on my new game plus. I'm about halfway through the game again a second time, and I'm just cleaning up the trophies. Gotham Knights is a fun game, a grind of a platinum. I'm at 93% on the platinum, and all I have to do now is get uh, there's three different collectibles I haven't finished, and then I have um, one tr- random trophy where it says defeat 40 feral talons, 25 gladiator talons, and 15 hunter talons. And so basically what I did was I started a new game plus because you have to do a new game plus to get your abilities maxed out. And I'm like, well, I'll just play through the game until I get this naturally, and then I'll knock out the collectibles as I go. These collectibles are a slog. And there's not a really good map system to tell you where it's at. There's a good map system in the game, but it doesn't tell you what collectibles you already have, what you don't have. There's not a good log for that. So 
extremely frustrating platinum in my opinion because the amount of collectibles that it's required of you that there's nothing in game to help you really narrow down what you have and what you don't have so for example one of the trophies i got this past weekend was called claiming the mural high ground is that a moral high ground and you had to go around and find all of tim drake's gotham city street art and that's pretty cool because it fleshes out the world and fleshes out gotham and it adds you know some some story and it's just cool it's it's an interesting thing to do but the problem is i was using a map to go to all these locations and i went through all the locations up until i found the the last spot i went to was actually the last place that i needed was the last one i needed for the trivia so i wasted an hour of my time going to these different locations because there's no way to tell me which one i didn't didn't have now there it does tell you what you have to dig through the menus, and this is also super frustrating. There is a way to find out like which area you have all the batarangs in, like or how many batarangs, but it doesn't it doesn't pop up on the map that you found it here or that these things are still there. It is it's so 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 limited that it's it's frustrating. It's not it's not great. So that being said, I'm still chipping away at the Gotham Knights Platinum. I don't even know when I'll have it. It could be another month because I'm not I can't. I've got every bit of 60 hours in this game, maybe more. And I do enjoy it, and I enjoy the gameplay, and I enjoy the the moment-to-moment being in it. This is a great podcast game, especially now that I've already done all the story stuff. But it's just, it's taking way too long. But I've gone too far to give up, so there's that. Next up on the list is a game called Chasing Static. I posted this in the Loot Bros podcast group a few weeks back. This was a... First person horror thriller or mystery thriller, or maybe I don't know that it's psychological horror. There's it's a little more sci fi right now than anything. Uh, definitely some mystery to it. Definitely a little bit of thrills going on. It's called Chasing Static. The game is essentially you're it's a first person game. You are this guy who kind of gets lost in this little English town. You go into a diner, you meet this lady, you're like, hey, I need to find how to get to this place. She's like, hey, you know what, I'll take, I'll show you how to get there if you give me a ride because it's raining so bad, I don't want to ride my bike in the rain. It's a deal. He, the power goes out in the diner, he goes and fixes the breaker, comes back, she turns into some crazy monster, Constantine style, where she's climbing on the ceiling, and then... <clears throat> excuse me you're off to the races now you're trying to figure out what's going on and you keep going to these underground bunkers and these what seem like testing sites and you're finding all kinds of crazy stuff lots of weird imagery lots of you know psychological thing things changing you don't know if you're going crazy if you're actually seeing and experiencing this stuff so overall pretty decent little game i love that Radalika is still publishing games. They didn't succumb to the lowest rung of of trophy trash. Uh, very similar to back in 98 or whatever that game was called. This one is a full-length game. I've got probably four hours into it. Um, now, I'm not using a guide, so this is probably easily beaten you know, way faster get all the trophies. But I'm not using a guide. It's very open world in the sense of like you have a hub area and you you wander around aimlessly until you find what you need. Um, bit of a walking simulator in the sense of some, uh, what was that game? Everyone's Gone to the Rapture where you have to find these little spirits talking. You have this little essentially uh, nuclear 
waste detector that you're finding spirits with kind of thing. It's it's interesting. It's it's very interesting. You know, it's like five bucks, ten bucks. I don't even remember. Um, great. I don't want to say it's a great game, but it's very good and it's keeping my attention. And I played Gotham Knights for a couple hours, then I jumped into this, and I, I quite enjoy it. I'll finish this one. This will be a platinum coming up soon. Might even go through it a second time. Maybe the second time I'll just use a guide so I can knock it out quickly. But definitely an interesting little experience. This is the kind of thing I'm looking for out of indie games, and I think it's pretty cool. Next up, Callisto Protocol. So yesterday morning, I'm recording this on Monday morning. Actually, this show should have already been out uh, two and a half hours ago, but Callisto Protocol put it in. I played another couple hours. I mean, nothing crazy. Died a lot. The combat system on this game, everything's weighty. Everything's very heavy. The again, coming off of Dead Space, this is such a. This is not as good as Dead Space. It's just not. And because I'm coming off of Dead Space, both this and the Evil Within feel very restrictive in in motion, in movement, in combat. Like the Evil Within feels a little more like it just, it just it, everything feels slower. Like same thing with Callisto Protocol. Callisto Protocol is noticeably slower of a game, noticeably heavier of a game, and the melee is good, but. I don't know. I will suggest if you're going to play the Callisto Protocol, definitely go into the settings and turn the dodge system to automatic. So all you have to do is hold your finger on the thumbstick and it'll automatically hit the dodge because the timing is very off. Like I struggled so much, died so many times because I couldn't figure the dodge out. And I just went in there and changed it. And now it's much easier. But even still, I'm still dying from doing stupid stuff. And once I have three or four enemies on me, like it's not like Dead Space where it's just there's not crowd control options. There's not a ton unless I haven't unlocked a ton. I've got this one pistol. I've got a couple upgrades to it. I've upgraded my telekinesis hand thing a little bit. And my melee weapon, but I feel like I I need all these tools. Like in Dead Space, and this is to its credit and detriment, you just focus on your plasma cutter first. And that will give you everything. That is strong enough. That's the only game that's the only gun you need that is strong enough to help you survive. And you can you can make your way through Dead Space with that. In Callisto Protocol, I feel like my pistol is almost worthless. There's definitely not a lot of ammo. My melee is good for one-on-one attacks, but when I have two or three guys on there, I just I keep dying. And then there's a couple of them that have almost like one shot, like if they get they grab you, it's it's very much like, oh well, this is this is the end of me. Now we'll say there's there's one area in particular where I died a couple times. I was like, man, I can't figure it out. There's one guy shooting projectiles at me. There's one guy who comes running at me on fire. There's another guy who comes out of the side area. And if I run in there, they just they hit me from the close, the mid, and the the long range, and I just, I, 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 it's kicking my behind. So I went into it like, wait a second, I'm going to grab the first guy with my telekinesis, throw him off this side area. Sure enough, that was easy. Then I recharged my telekinesis and then picked up the next guy and then the third guy. So as long as I died a couple times and then had a chance to get my bearings about me, and then I was able to go into the area, kill everybody without getting hit. And it's like, okay. It's almost like a war of attrition because going in and just using the melee over and over and over again, I have struggled and this has kept me from really sinking my teeth in this game and, and just running with it. 
Graphically, the game is amazing. Voice acting wise, it is stellar. Like I really, really enjoy the production of the game. Every now and again, the fire looks a little funky, like <laughs> it's a little weird, uh, but it's freaking cool. Like the game looks and sounds and feels, it feels good when you know it feels heavy, like very weighted. Um, but overall, I enjoy the Callisto Protocol. But that's another one that I I can't. I can't. It's so gory. I'm just, I, I don't play that one in front of the, the kids. And so yesterday, being that it was my actual birthday, and everyone was, the kids were like, "I want to hang out with you, but I also want to watch YouTube and play video games." So they would come in for a little while, they'd leave, come in for a little while, and leave. And the Callisto Protocol, the death animations are so violent and so gruesome. I think they're awesome. Um, I was like, "Yeah, I, I can't play this right now." So then, what I ended up doing was I pivoted to the House of the Dead remake, and my oldest son and I. Played this together. The House of the Dead remake is freaking stellar. It is so good. It's very short, but it is so, so good. Uh, we played through it and beat it in one sitting, which, you know, an hour. Not not much. Uh, but it was so much fun. And I think we're actually going to grind through it and maybe try to go for the platinum on there. Looks like there's going to be some a couple trophies that are super annoying, but I think if we played it together and just did it and enjoyed the time together, it'll be fine. But man, what it looks so good. It plays well. You can do motion controls on it where you just move your controller to aim or you can just use a thumbstick. And it's awesome. Like it's just it's it's still got the campy, cringy dialogue that you love from the House of the Dead games. The actual, you know, shooting is awesome <laughs> and it's so fun like that's a co-op game that's just man it was it was a blast so we sat down and played house of the dead remake together it's currently on sale for like 12 or 13 dollars here in the states and i highly recommend it i don't know that i recommend it full price because it is so short but definitely an awesome awesome experience and totally enjoying it having having a blast the last game i'm gonna bring up guys and this one is a just God, it's such a good freaking game. Uh, this one would be Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. Uh, this is a game that my wife purchased for me for Christmas. I've had it sitting in the wrapper this whole time, and I told her I wasn't going to open it or play this or God of War Ragnarok until I knocked out Gotham Knights because she purchased all those games for me. And Gotham Knights, I'm just chipping away this platinum forever. So I was like, you know what? Let's go ahead. A couple frustrating things to talk about before I get into the actual game itself. A, the game is not on the disc. The disc is an unlock key. So when you put the disc in, it prompts you and says, do you want to download Warzone? And I tell it no. Then it installs the multiplayer automatically. So that's the first step. The UI is trash. They're getting worse. The Call of Duty UIs are getting worse because they're not, they're not focused on the game or even the multiplayer. They're all focused on Warzone. They just want you to play Warzone. The other stuff's there, but like... They want you to play Warzone. And I get it. That's where they're making their money. And that's what's super popular right now. I don't want to play Warzone. I don't want it on my console. So super, super, super annoying that, you know, it just kind of crams Warzone down your throat. And then when you get, once you get into the menu, it's it's wave after wave after wave of battle pass. I don't want this. Just get out of my face. Then it's laid out like a really bad Hulu or... Uh, Amazon Prime like operating system like it's these panels that scroll left to right which the last couple Call of Duty games have been like this too but this one is the worst you have to dig through the menus to even find out where you can access the campaign for the game and it's not the 
top 10 tiers it's not the last tier like because the last tier says legacy games so if you go down you can you could find yourself accidentally downloading other call of duty games that are just going to try to get you to play Warzone. so you have to go into there's a modern warfare tab it's the second to the end and then you from there it prompts up the three different tiers and campaign is one of those you click on there i want to play the campaign then you say i want to start a new campaign then it says, oh, now you need to install the campaign because the campaign does not install it. It doesn't give you the option to install it from the get. So it takes you to the store, and then you have to download campaign pack one. I'm like, oh, pack. there must be, if there's a pack one, there's other packs. But maybe those are like DLC packs or something coming soon because what they, the rumor was with this particular Call of Duty, this is the last Call of Duty, uh, annual Call of Duty. We're taking a year off. You're going to get DLC for this one. Okay. But it doesn't give you the option to download anything else from that point. It doesn't give you the option to navigate through the menus. Maybe you want to download something else. That's important because then I backed out and went and played another game. So I put in Call of Duty, backed out, went and played Chasing Static. Whenever I came back, I jumped into Call of Duty and it was like, oh, uh, now you got to install Pack 2. So it brings you up another prompt into the store. I was like, well, of course you have to download Pack 2. Why would you not have to download Pack 2? Why wouldn't you just let me download Pack 2 and then start playing Pack 1? No, no, that didn't work that way. So then I back out, and that's, you know, we go and we start playing House of the Dead Remake. So then later, I come back home after going to church and going to lunch. And we get back, and it's like, okay, I can finally play Call of Duty. So I played for, I don't know, five hours, four or five hours yesterday. and. It's awesome. It looks amazing. It sounds incredible. Uh, one of the options it gives you is to, when you pick your the type of sound you're using, if you pick headphones, which is what I started off with with my Pulse 3D headset, it's like, do you want to use a bass booster? I'm like, huh, yes, I would. So the first couple hours I'm using he my headset, it's so crisp, and it sounds so incredible. The game looks amazing. The story's really good. It's high-octane action. It's a little less hand-holding than previous Call of Duties, where it's not like, you know, you're, you're playing the soap in this game. So it's like, soap, get over here. Soap, to your left. Soap, over here. Like, it still does some of that stuff because it's Call of Duty. It's directed towards the mass audience. So it does kind of direct you where you need to go sometimes. But for the most part, it allows you to, if you need to find where you're going, you hold down the touchpad and it'll it'll log, it'll show you a little marker indicator where you need to go. The missions have been really good. The story's been really good. And I've very much enjoyed the game. And so what I've done is I've got my iPad brought up and I looked and the platinum is you know 25 trophies, all campaign trophies and co-op trophies. I'm like, oh, wow, this is going to be a really good, you know, Call of Duty platinum to go for. And so I'm going to beat the game the first time through on Recruit. Second time, I'll go back and beat it on Veteran. And I'll just do my trophy, trophy cleanup. Good Lord, that was that was a mess. I'll do my trophy cleanup. But I was looking through the trophies. And I was like, wait a minute. All these are kind of specific actions. They're not actually beat this, do this. Oh, you don't get a trophy for every time you beat a level. It's do this. But then your next playthrough, you got to do something different. And I was like, ah, it's pretty interesting. So what I've done is I just kind of glanced through. I'm like, okay, as I go through the game, I'll do this, this, and this. And then when I come back and play it on hard or veteran, I'll do the other things. So pretty interesting. I got a few trophies in it. I've really enjoyed the game so far. One more quirky thing or quirky thing. 
my PlayStation three different times has told me it was overheating and took me out of the game. And it says, take a break. You know, your, your, your PlayStation needs to cool off. But then I got up and put my hand on it. My PlayStation's not hot at all. So I don't know what kind of weird optimization is going on with Call of Duty specifically. And I'm assuming it's telling my PlayStation that it's working hard. Like, because graphically it's amazing. And like it, I would imagine this is what next gen is supposed to look like. This is how ne- I mean, Call of Duty games always really showcase the power of the console. So it's like this is, you know, should be. And there's so much going on UI wise that this should really be using up all of the the juice, all the RAM, everything. Uh, but so three different times it did kick me out of the game, telling me my PlayStation overheated. But that quick resume, you know, I jumped right back into it with the one button. So it. It was more of a minor annoyance, but I was like, you know what? If you're just gonna if you're gonna overheat, you're gonna overheat. But I'm not gonna stop playing because I'm enjoying myself. So uh, overall, Call of Duty Modern Warfare Two, excellent experience so far. Highly recommend it. It's uh, it's been it's been really cool, and I just think the crisp Call of Duty gameplay. It's so good, and the the guns in this this particular one, just the graphics, like it is absolutely stellar, and it picks up. Where Modern Warfare left off, so it feels like the Call of Duty games are doing more to stay like with like a longer continuing story. And granted, you got other games that drop in between them, but so far, guys, it's freaking really good and really enjoyed it. So I'm gonna keep playing through this one. I'm gonna do the co-op with my son, and uh, yeah, I'm 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 going for the Call of Duty Modern Warfare Two Platinum for sure. I've just it it grabbed me early enough. I'm like, yeah, totally doing that. So. All right, let's jump into the leaderboards and the backlog beatdown. Let me actually bring up, I uh, clicked out of it. Backlog beatdown. Let's do the backlog beatdown first since I got to bring that, since I got it up. So we're going to go into the BLB4, the Back for Blood. Uh, definitely want to give a shout out to, uh, to guys. You know, we're going to patch in the trophy rarity audio here in just a few minutes after i knock out all of these uh leaderboards and stuff and then that will then we'll go into the the final you know segment of the show definitely want to give a shout out to guys we played some back for blood two weeks ago or three weeks ago something like that it was it was really enjoyable um they definitely changed it a lot since the last time i played so so quite enjoying that game all right i'm styling your bro has 82 points duplex has 32 points diego has 27 uh redbeard rick 24 gaz with 22 sadic with 22 uh, Resident Daryl with 20, Departed with 16, JT with 15, Yield with 14, CJ and Kalai with 13, Alex with 12, Dino Killer and John Michael with 10, uh, One Plat Zach with 6, Jared with 6, James and with 5, MZ with 3, which MZ's going to start putting some points on the board soon because he's trying to platinum all these AC games. Sid with three, uh, Haley Pickle with two, and Noah the Builder with two. That's the backlog beatdown for so far. That's our update. So definitely really enjoying it. You guys are knocking out some stuff. All right. And True Trophies, heading to the True Trophies leaderboard. Affectations Daunt with 2,828 trophies. That is freaking ridiculous and incredible. That is amazing. The, la- the latest trophy uh, is going through the potions in Hogwarts Legacy. I'm going to pick that up soon. I got too much on my plate right now to pick it up, so I definitely can't. And my daughter didn't want to pay full price for it herself, so she's going to wait for me to do it. 
but definitely get Hogwarts Legacy very, very soon. Grounded Gamer with 162 trophies, playing some Arcade Paradise. Uh, Mr. Matt Spell Backwards with 51 trophies, uh, playing some Genjin Impact. We got Mr. TMNT84. Uh, with no he- playing no heroes allowed with 50 trophies stink palm with 46 trophies playing the quarry i didn't even make it to the top five so it's pretty interesting pretty interesting but we have 17 people on the board again so that's pretty good guys you keep popping those trophies next up true achievements we got i'm styling on your bro with 6285 achievement points playing some house flipper Sony Pony to you with 1,400, playing some Puzzle Prime. Sadik with 455, playing some How to Survive 2. GDI Master Ace tied with 455, playing Marvel's um, Midnight Suns. Uh, Dump Liquor in fifth place with some NBA 2K23, 190 points. And then Harry, HJD2011, with 130 Achievement points, playing some Knockout City, yet again beating his dad on a leaderboard. It's amazing. Very, very nice. All right, guys. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to patch in the Trophy Rarity audio so you guys can get the update from Gaz on what's going on with the Trophy Rarity contest. And then I'm going to end this show with my conversation with my good friend Dan Evans where we pick apart the Flash TV spot. Listen at me. Uh, it's a TV spot. It was the Super Bowl commercial. I think it actually came out pre-Super Bowl. Either way, it's a great freaking trailer. Like, it really is. Like, even if you're not into the DC, you're not a Snyder fan, that's, if you're not into it, the the there's so much in there. I'm going to throw some spoilers. Ben Affleck Batman. Michael Keaton Batman. Multiple flashes. It's going to be awesome. It's really going to be a great movie. The, the early screenings suggest that it's going to be up there with the... Uh, the triple Spider-Man No Way Home. So we'll see how that goes. All right, guys, thank you so much. And here comes the Trophy Rarity Update. Welcome to another edition of the annual Rarity Contest for 2023, where the goal is common trophies earn you more points than... No, I'm sorry, Tricky, I, I can't do it. No, it, it just doesn't have the same ring to it. So, yeah, no, I'm not going to change it. So... Right, so scrap that, everybody. It's the annual rarity contest. The rarer, the better. Not not the other way around, which Tricky wanted me to promote, but uh, well, never mind about that. And we'll get into it. I'll try and be a little bit shorter. Um, I know I've said it before. Normally doesn't happen, but we'll see. So we'll start at the bottom of the league table. Um, just a little summary. It's been a bit of, a, again, a, a, a slow week, I would say. I, last week was mixed. This is fairly slow on the whole. Um, but you'll see that from the scores that were uh, that came in. So starting at the bottom, we had the Bearded Nerds. Zach has uh, remained at the bottom all year. Um, and he's trying to keep you know keep that record intact as he's regressed in terms of points he's got minus two for the week minus takes him back into the negative so minus one in total thanks to a uh, rare a rare trophy becoming uncommon um losing him two points um next up is kalai uh she a little bit unfortunate because actually Kalai has done a, quite a bit of work on um, the PlayStation. She's finished Ghost of Tsushima. She's started and sort of beaten the story part of the DLC for that. Unfortunately, she's ended up with a points 
weekly point score of zero because the uh, every trophy in that game is pretty much common. So uh, so unlucky on that, but well done nonetheless on getting the uh, getting the platinum. So every cloud and all that. Um, next up is in twenty third place is Darth Knight. So Darth Knight again, another player who hasn't played this playstation this week uh which has resulted him in a in, in a minus five loss for the week uh leaving him on 13 points um and then we start entering the people uh it's so, oh, not a good start is it the third bottom three of minus seven points combined so we start entering the uh the realms of people actually earning points so we start with Tross, who is in 22nd place, uh, still playing Hogwarts Legacy, and um, he's he's earned eight points this week, moving him up onto 27. Um, next up in 21st is I'm styling on your bro. Um, he's remained in 21st place, but did have a nice points increase, for like the, well, half the amount of points he's already got. So 23 giving him to 40 uh, 46 in total so his legacy trophies are still earning him decent points um next up is departed 570 he is in 20th place and he is again is another one who's playing hogwarts legacy and actually he's earned grappling with a grap horn uh and that's his rarest trophy of the contest so far he's on 57 points um we then get into the from 19th place uh 19th 18th 17th 16th is really really tight between these four four people um so tricky mick is uh he's at another 14 points this week uh bringing him on to 75 points uh and he's playing a bit of rogue company with his last trophy um and he's now well, in fact, he was level last time as well, but they've, they've scored identical points this week again is, is Jared Stinkpalm. Uh, but he also had 14 points, meaning he's again on 75 points. So those two haven't been able to sort of tear, tear away from each other. Uh, and he's earned uh, his rarest trophy this week was in Among Us. Just two points ahead of those two is the Brain 76. So Riley, he had 10 points this week, giving him 77. Um, and it's again, it's another... Hogwarts Legacy um, trophy. Um, so obviously that's what he's playing this week. And then the highest of that group, um, which seem to have been sticking together now, nobody's really been able to break away from there, is Homer gets duffed. He had eight points this week, giving him 83, so six ahead of Riley. Uh, and his rarest trophy of the week was Kitchen Nightmares in Overcooked. So uh, into 15th, so there's a little bit of a gap now between Homer and Sadak, who's in 15th. So he's on the 109 points. He didn't have any point increase this week. Um, he did earn qualifying trophies, but obviously he must have had Bikay elsewhere, which has negated the uh, the trophies that I've counted. So he had a zero point increase, leaving him in 15th. Um, we also had... Um, MZ Nitro is in 14th place and he's remained in 14th place. Um, and that is with 19 points this week, uh, giving him 185 points. So a fair gap between him and Sadak. Um, and he is doing still doing the multiplayer in Assassin's Creed Black Flag. Um, and his rarest trophy was seven deadly seas. So he had 19 points. Um, 
Diego has, has bypassed, leave meaning that sort of Daryl and Nitro can rekindle their sort of bromance, uh, being side by side. The only sort of unusual factor for this week was that they didn't actually swap places. Um, Daryl managed to withhold, withstand, I should say, Nitro's challenge because Daryl only scored nine points. Um, and he went back to Team Sonic Racing to, to get his rarest trophy of the week, uh, Shockproof. He's just three points ahead of MZ, so um, he didn't want to pull too far ahead of him. You know, he wanted to keep it nice and nice and close. But it is Daryl's turn to be ahead next week as well. So we'll see if that materialises. In 12th is dropping that one to go, JT. He's, again, playing Hogwarts Legacy, and he... Must have played a couple of new games as well because he did earn qualifying trophies. However, he ended up with the biggest loss of the week so far, minus 17 points, taking him down to 213. Um, so a bit of work to be done to catch up with the uh, top 10, which he was in previously. Um, and then we've got Diego continues his ascent at the, at the league table. He had a really good 65 points this week. Um, Looking at his trophies, he was doing a lot of the uh, Tetris effect, and his rarest trophy was Combo Van Gogh in in that game at nine point oh one percent, which incidentally is his rarest trophy of the competition so far. Uh, so he's on two hundred and thirty eight points. So um, what's that? It's about twenty five points ahead of ahead of JT. In we go into the top 10. So Joe maintains his position in, as 10th place, uh, 21 points this week, giving him 262 in total. Um, and his rarest trophy of the week was a non-qualifying trophy. So, so, I mean, 21 points for him, to be fair, has come from trophies that he hasn't earned this week. So from trophies improving over, over time because his rarest was in no heroes allowed at 54.93%, which actually is a common trophy and doesn't qualify for any points in this contest. Um, it might be This next one is Affectatious Donk. He's dropped to ninth from previously being eighth. Um, there isn't much, much to say about this one because the um, leaderboards were showing that he's no longer on them. Um, I know this contest, you know, the intensity can really get to you. Um, but hopefully, you know, we'll see him back on the PSMP leaderboards uh, next week. And that will obviously, I'd imagine he'll have double week, double points to to catch up on. So because it, I know he has been playing, uh, playing the PlayStation, so it's not like he hasn't been. But uh, so he's on 273 points. But as I said, I would expect him to move up. Um, in next week or, or the week after once he finally sort of gets to the bottom of the issue why he's no longer on PSMP leaderboards. So the beneficiary of that um, anomaly for, for CJ was Yield, who's moved up a place from ninth to eighth. Um, he's gone up 39 points this week to 287, and he's done uh, the Church in the Darkness still. I know he's been playing that a little while, but obviously he's gone back to it. And that was his rarest trophy of the week so far at 9.50%. Um, in seventh, Dupes has steadied the ship slightly after a few weeks of, um, sort of neg couple of weeks of negatives and a, and a small total because of it being balanced out with uh, non-qualifying trophies and decay. Um, but he's had 38 points this week. Um, 
He's on 355, so he's a good 70-odd points clear of yield. So he's, he's got a fair cushion. However, his rarest trophy this week is Master of Your Craft in Octopath Traveller 2. But I think that is a new game, and we might see some shenanigans like what we saw with the Persona 4 trophies where they became uh, more common as more people you know, purchased the game and, and achieved those trophies. So keep your eye on, on dupes because yield certainly will and may well be looking to uh, overtake him in the next coming weeks if um, if dupes does suffer from that decay. Um, Corey c- c- holds his place in sixth um, with 36 points this week, 389, uh, playing a bit of trail makers. Um, so he's, he's back on it this week after a sort of a slow one uh, last week. Uh, and then we move into the, the top five. So a little bit of change up in the top five, which you may have seen on the on the leaderboard already for, on Facebook. So fifth, down from fourth, is Alex, who's had two drops in subsequent weeks, uh, obviously concentrating on the Dead Space Platinum. He only had eight points this week, but he does have a, a nice shiny Platinum to boot, though, so uh, swings and roundabouts. So he's on 489 points, so 100 points clear of um, of Corey. So he's got a fair cushion between it. But as I said, his rarest trophy this week was Concordance Officer in Dead Space at 18.44%, which is actually the the platinum. Um, So well done to you. Um, 49 points ahead of Alex is Marky Fraser, who has leaped up one. He had 78 points this week. So he's on 520 points. And his rarest trophy this week was City Skyline. So he is now back up into fourth place. who I think was our week one leader at the time. So he's he had a little bit of a drop. I think he only six was his lowest he dropped to, but he's uh, but he's back up into the top four now. So well done to you, Marky. Um, another drop into third is is Redbeard Rick, who had thirty points this week on and took him to six hundred and forty-one. Uh, his rarest in Stranded Deep. Um, so. I know that he's been playing some some rarer games um, previously. This, this is a fairly quiet week for Rick by his standards, his high high standards he sets himself. But I'm sure, knowing what he is like, he could turn it on and uh, and bosh out 200 points, no problem at all, in the next week or so. Um, as a result of Rick's 30 points, means that I have now snuck into second place. I had uh, the highest weekly increase, actually, overall, which was 149 points, taking me to 711. Um, the rarest trophy I earned was You Got Cornered, which is in Kickoff Revival. It's a uh, Kickoff was a game that I used to play way back when I was probably 8, 9, 10 years old, and, and they released a remake of this game uh, maybe five years ago or so. And it, it's not it's not a very good game to be honest these days. I mean, it was what we all we knew back then at those in those days, but um, it hasn't really changed much. So it's quite difficult. The on online is is pretty much dead. But I did manage to find a boosting partner for, to do sort of a large part of the online element, and uh, those online elements um, consist of ultra rare or very rare trophies. They, they don't go any lower than that. So. That's where a lot of my points came from um, this week. And that was actually my rarest trophy of the competition so far at 1.14%. Um, but the unstoppable Mies Goats a lot continues his, uh, his run. He had another 100 points, uh, well, 125 points this week. 
uh, taking him to 982 points. So he's got a lead of, what's that, 270-odd points at the moment, um, which is huge. I mean, he could now have a two-week break from playing anything and probably still be top of the uh, top of the tree. But, um, yeah, he's, fair play to him. He's smashing it out. Uh, his rarest was newbie in Capcom Arcade. Uh, so congratulations to to George, who's who's remained at number one now for three or four weeks, uh, and not only remained there, he's actually built up a significant lead over the rest of the competition um, so far. We are still early days; we're only an hour, well, just the end of the second month, so still a long way to go. Um, but well done so far. Um, in terms of rarest trophies of the week we have we're starting at five uh diego with combo van gogh in tetris effect which was to earn a 15 combo um redbeard rick for was in fourth with day 20 and stranded deep that was at 8.73 percent and that was for surviving 20 days dupes 25 uh was at third with master of your craft octopath traveler 2 at 2.62 percent uh, and that was for learning a job's divine skill. I don't know whether that one is likely to increase or not. It sound, by the description, it sounds like it would be a, uh, a trophy that does become more common. Um, me scouts a lot in at two with his newbie uh, trophy in Capcom Arcade at 2.11%. And that was for playing for 10 hours. And yours truly was at number one with... In, you got cornered in kickoff revival at 1.14% and that was to score a goal from a corner. It sounds simple, but because of the controls, it's, it's not. So uh, take my word for it because you don't want to play it. Um, so that changes things slightly upon the uh, rarest trophies of, of the contest so far. So in at five is, I think it still stays in at five actually, is Dance Addiction by in Just Dance by Marky Fraser. At 2.34% for completing 100 songs. Mies Goatslot brings his rarest trophy down and he's at 2.11%. Uh, play for 10 hours and that was in Capcom Arcade. Um, yield, which had, he'd been on the top for, for quite a while, has now dropped to third with his pro team in Deep Rock Galactic at 1.15%. Uh, which was for earning silver promotion for World Wars. I come in at number two with my kickoff revival trophy that I earned this week. But Rick still holds the rarest trophy of the competition so far in Hardcore Gamer, 0.84%. And that was playing a game a total of a thousand times. Bear in mind that uh, Mies Goatslot has also achieved that trophy, but I am, as I said, only going by the first person that earned that. So um, um, that's why. Rick is on for that trophy and, and Mies Goatslot is on for one for 2.11% instead. Um, platinum shout outs. Again, not as many, not as many as even last week. And, and last week was a fairly uh, drier, drier week. Uh, and four of those are taken up by two people in the same game. Um, so we'll start with the, well, I was going to say the the most common, but they're two they're two the same. So, Mister TMNT eighty four and the Grounded Gamer, so Corey has achieved have achieved the Platinum Trophy and Pinball Heroes. Obviously, both on the P the PS five version and the PS four version, because uh, one is eighty two point eight one percent and the other is at seventy nine point five seven percent. So, both of those have achieved two 
platinums for those games. So well done to you both. Um, next up is Resident Daryl in Super Stardust Portable, another PS Premium game that you can access on the on the service, and that's at fifty nine point three four percent. So um, well done to you, Daryl, on that platinum. Um, Kalai is it next with her platinum in Ghost of Tsushima at 51.07%. And that's, you know, an impressive, impressive feat just because purely because the amount of hours it does take to complete that game. So well done to you. You've, you've um, achieved it quicker than what I thought you would. So well done. And that sounded quite patronizing. there, didn't, I didn't mean it sound patronizing. No, but genuinely well done. Um, Mark Fraser was the final one of our platinums and he got it in Disney classic games. Aladdin and Lion King at 47.7. I have a feeling that game, it, I remember wanting that game at one point, and, uh, but I think there's a debug menu in that game, I believe, where you can get the platinum in about 20 minutes or something. So uh, I haven't checked the timestamps to see whether we did it genuinely or not, but, uh, but nonetheless, it's still a platinum trophy earned. So, um, yeah, well done to you. So, uh, yeah, congratulations to everybody um, for, for doing well, uh, for your platinums, for your rarest trophies. Um, really, uh, really pleased with how it's going. Um, please provide me any feedback that you think might improve it or whether I'm doing anything wrong or whether anything, what you enjoy. It's all very welcome. But uh, for now, thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Loot Bros Podcast. Loot Bros Cross Slash versus the Godfoe Universe. I'm your host, Resident Daryl. And with me today, again, my man, Dan Evans. How you doing? What up, buddy? I am hanging in there, man. Hanging in. Oh, wait, let me back it up. I am doing well. I am blessed, better than I deserve. All those things. Trying trying really hard <laughs> to rephrase the... You re, reteach myself on how I respond to things. Because everybody thinks I want to kill myself for some reason. For the power of uh, life and death lies in the tongue. Didn't the Bible say that? Mm, that's right. That's right. And salt water and fresh water can't come out the same spout. So unless you're Josh Adams, unless you're Josh Adams, you, you gotta, can say you can say the f word with love. Well, that's, I was going to say that dude is used to salt water coming out a lot of orifices. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> so I just was looking at it. Right, we we were talking back and forth a minute ago. Uh, very very briefly like seconds ago actually and i was like yeah i've done this i've done this podcasting a few times and according to apple Podcasts, i have 245 episodes live Jeez. that doesn't count the original 77 that we did on our first feed so we're over 300 deep on that one and then patreon mm, there's another 50 plus patreon nice. episodes so i'm getting close to the 400 mark and I'm still not good at it, <laughs> nor am I successful. Nah. So there's well, that. If you, maybe if you took your top off. <laughs> Tubs start dropping. That's right. Oh, no. It's like, that's the opposite effect. That's the opposite effect. So, Dan, we're here. Mm-hmm. Um, we just got to witness, in my opinion, one of the greatest trailers we've seen in recent years for a lot of reasons. We got to see the Flash trailer debuting as the number one 
trailer, number one commercial for the Super Bowl this past year. I read that this morning. What do you think? Man, I loved it. Um, I think again with with Black Adam and now this, I think that DC had they kept where they were going, starting darker and getting a little bit lighter and getting that nice blend could have made probably the coolest cinematic universe since Star Wars. Yep. But I mean, it, it, it's bittersweet. Like all of this stuff, it looks really cool. I um, I like Ezra Miller as an actor. He's a little creepy in real life. He's a lot creepy in real life, actually. <laughs> and he, yeah. he's done terrible things. And uh, but I kind of liked him as the Flash. Uh, I think he's a wonderful actor. I think uh, he'll do a good job. Of course, uh, we'll get into some of the stuff that made the trailer really cool. But I mean, it, it, it it's cool, and I want to see it. But of course, it's heartbreaking because it's going to reset everything. Yeah, again, <laughs> again, <laughs> again. It's so funny because my I've had my 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 hopes and emotions reset so many times in the past couple of years. I don't know even what I don't even know what's going on anymore. They don't either. It's insane. So, just a quick recap: we had a lot of rumors and speculations coming out that Michael Keaton was going to be removed from this. That that was like, that was they're saying even still that the end credit scenes of Michael Keaton have been removed. The Batgirl movie that Michael Keaton is in has been canceled. So, <laughs> you know, going into this, I'm like, well, I don't I don't know what to expect out of said um out, out of said friggin' Flash. I don't even know what you know, like rumor was that the the Affleck stuff's going to go away. It was going to come out of uh, the Flash movie, and then. This thing drops, and I have almost zero hope, zero anticipation for it. I know it's going to happen. I'm like, well, we may or may not see something cool. Who knows? Maybe the scenes that we saw being filmed were supposed to be in credit scenes. Maybe they're not. And after, you know, we've got the Snyder Cut, we got Black Adam, you know, we at the end of Black Adam, we get Henry Cavill announced back, and then they go, oh, no, 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 just kidding. We're we're nixing that, rebooting everything, getting a new Superman. It's like, oh, by the way, Flash is still happening. Aquaman's still happening. But we don't know what to even make of that. So we get this trailer, and I'm like, mind blown. I'm like, mm-hmm. this was awesome. This was so, what is it Josh said? This looks awful Snydery. <laughs> yeah, very Snydery. Snyder-esque. Very Snyder-esque. There's so much stuff in this trailer, which we'll break down here in a little bit, that is from the Snyderverse. Like, Everything good from (laughs) (laughs) And it's just like, man, I thought it was really cool. I thought that from start to finish, it showed us a lot of stuff. I've been watching the screens, the screen grabs and, and the breakdowns. And I've probably seen the trailer a dozen times now. I watched it three or four times back to back to back whenever it first dropped. So I thought it was awesome. And I am, it makes me, I'm going to go see it. I actually put something in the Loot Bros podcast. I was like, "Hey, let's uh, let's get a group together. Let's all go watch it together." Yeah, I would love to do that. So, so by the way, earlier forgot to do this. Oh, that's popping loud for me. I don't know about for you, but for me, that's crazy loud. No, it's fine. Shout out to all our Patreon producers. Yo, yo, patron. <laughs> so good. I've been waiting on that one. So. Dan, where do you want to start, man? Like, uh, you want to start from the beginning? You want to start from just the what, what you thought were highlights? Like, what do you want to do? Uh, I was just going to play it on my end and look at it. <clears throat> um, I like that they're doing Flashpoint, clearly. Um, 
mean, <laughs> there's not a lot of super stupendous Flash stories you could do of the recent years, you know, other than Flashpoint. Uh, I, I'm going to be honest, because you can't, people can't help but compare it to uh, No Way Home. And a big problem with me for no with No Way Home for me was the reason everything happened, which is that Spider Man just sucks. <laughs> Spider Man sucks, and um, what's his face is a drunk. Doctor Strange, yeah, Doctor Strange is just retired now. Apparently, despite the fact that he's also looking for the Scarlet Witch and all this kind of stuff. The plot for that movie was so awful. And I said that walking out of it. I said that on the podcast. I was like, this movie, had it not been for the way that they took the three Spider-Man introduction, they made the meme, they put a nice little bow at the end of the other movies that didn't get there just to This movie made those movies make sense and matter in this universe. And for that, it was cool. Mm -hmm. But outside of that, the movie friggin' the premise sucked. (laughs) Yeah. It was so dumb. And like they, they tied it up together kind of, but with the whole, they finally made him Spider-Man by learning responsibility. But it's like, dude, why'd I have to watch three movies of the, or two and a half movies of this guy? Not being Spider-Man. I I don't like him. I don't like Tom Holland. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like him either. I like Zendaya more than him and she's not a great actress. Oh, she's terrible. She's like, like a cardboard cutout of a human. I mean, I like her more than him though. Um, Mr. Stark. Mr. Stark. Every time somebody's like, oh, you don't like Tom Holland? I'm like, Mr. Stark? No, it's terrible. It's terrible. He's my least favorite Spider-Man. Yeah. Hands down. Yeah, it's just, it was just like, okay, he's not Spider-Man. And I don't know, it's like you get two checks with that. You get that, and then it's like like they've tried to turn Doctor Strange into Tony Stark. Mr. Stark (laughs) 2. Because... uh, you know, Iron Man's gone. He's dead. But it's like Doctor Strange in the comics never would have done that. Mm-hmm. Never would have done that spell. And you know, it was just dumb. Even the trailer of it was dumb. But anyway, comparing those two, I like that this, like everything in DC that Snyder did, has weight. You know, there's a purpose for it. There's a reason for it, and it 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 hits. Um, I'm excited for the potential of what of what they could do with it if it succeeds like i I don't know how this movie ends i don't know if they just cut off and and completely burn every limb of the snyder first that could ever happen but i mean i i'm pumped if this works and come on like what kind what kind of world are we living in now where the nerds control everything like james gunn when you've got ben affleck and michael keaton and all these like big swinging actors like they have no pull anymore. Like Henry Cavill has no pull anymore. Come on, The Rock, man, he gave the it everything Rock. he had. Yeah, like what, what? What kind of world is this where these nerds get to control everything? <laughs> <laughs> we fought for this forever, Dan. Remember? Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, that's. I don't want to like go into the whole trailer without getting your initial thoughts on it. So I think it's. I think it's cool. I think that you know Ben seeing Ben Affleck in the cool in the trailer was just like, oh, thank God. Seeing Michael Keaton come in and do the I'm Batman. Yeah. That was awesome. You know, uh, kicking it back to Spider Man. You know, there was an interview where Tom Holland said that when him and Michael Keaton were doing the vulture Spider Man scenes, that Michael Keaton kept leaning over and being like, I'm Batman. You know, he just kept, he kept doing that. So 
That's cool. Now you have my two favorite Batman of my lifetime together in a film. So for me, this should work on a level that and like this should be the biggest film of of since BVS. Yeah. For me. Uh it should be. We'll see. Now, I don't like Ezra Miller. I don't like the way he looks. I don't like the way he talks. <laughs> I don't like the way he kidnaps people in real life. <laughs> Okay, actually, let me. That part's pretty cool. Everything else, though, I'm not super keen on. But he was he was who Zach chose to be our Barry Allen, and that's yep. what we got. Um, I actually liked the dude from uh, Grant, whatever his name is, from the CW Flash. He's a good, he's a good Flash. He's a good Flash. Uh, you know, but like for me, I'm I've never been super attached to the Flash, so this yeah. works just fine. Uh, I like the idea of hitting the flashpoint that was always supposed to be in the plan. Flashpoint was supposed to reset everything. So really this is, there's a lot of good coming from this. The fact we saw Zod back in the trailer, which means we're calling right back to man of steel. Like it looks like it's going to be Zod's invasion on a different earth. And instead of Clark, we got uh, Kara, which is, you know, that's fine. I don't think that's a bad thing at all. No. Um, you know, and the fact that that, that puts Supergirl and p- possibly, we don't know yet, but judging from the trailer, that looks like that Keaton and Supergirl are in the same universe. That's pretty cool. Um, I think it's neat. And I think that, you know, judging from some of the s- screenshots we saw and the quick, you know, there's you're going to see action scenes with Ben Affleck Batman. You're going to see action scenes with Michael Keaton Batman. And I think for a Batman fan, I think that honestly, this is my tenfold hat theory. The reason why this movie keeps getting pushed out and pushed out and pushed out is because they added more and more Batman to it to save yeah. the film. Yeah. So I mean, what could you have without him? <laughs> yeah. It's, you know, I don't know. I just, I don't know. But that being said, I think that if we're going to get the big re- reboot that we've been promised that we've been threatened with, <laughs> That we should get Flashpoint should be such a strong send off to where we walk out of it going, you know what? I, I mean, it sucks that we're not getting the rest of our movies, but that was awesome. And yeah. I think the reason why that trailer is so Batman heavy is because they're going to lean into that. They're going to be like, no, 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 guys. This is just like Batman versus Superman was really a Superman film. Yeah. You know, this is the Flash is going to be a Batman film. That's my read from the trailer, and that's my hope as a fan. So overall, I liked it, and I think I like where it's going. There was nothing in the trailer to suggest that I won't like this. So, you know, I think going into it with that attitude, I'm pretty hyped. I think I'm about as hyped as I could possibly be. Um, the only thing that could have been made it better was if it had been Zack Snyder's The Flash. Yeah. So. Um. My worry with the with the oversaturation of Batman is just that. Like I'm I'm scared they'll go the comics route and we're gonna get nothing but seventeen different types of Batman. And yeah. none of it good. <laughs> well, right now the Batman comics are not good. So yep. I quit That's, buying them. The art the artists are great. Yep. It's the writers that are terrible. It's very terrible. Tom King to kind of led the, the charge on that. Yeah, I, it really it's it's gotten real bad. I, I've I've picked up a few runs here and there. Like I picked up, was it Grant Morrison that did Reptilian? Yeah, I think. I don't e- know. E- even that wasn't great. Well, man, let's be honest. Morrison's hit or miss. 
Like, he really is. He gets all this praise from like being like the next Alan Moore. It's just called he's like English or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but he's hit or miss, man. Um, I mean, I, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know after this. I I don't know if it can not. I don't know if it can uh, uh, satisfy Snyder cultists like ourselves, because man, this no matter how this ends, I'm still not seeing Superman punch Darkseid in the face. Like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> and I, I guess what I'm saying is why they clearly had no idea what this movie was going to do. And I'm with you. I think Keaton came in probably later because I don't know why you would put him in Batgirl, which was supposed to release before, wasn't it? Mm, I don't know. I remember it was done filming and they scrapped it. So yes, maybe. So let's say this without doing any research Mm -hmm. in my memory, Flash was supposed to happen. Batgirl was supposed to come on after uh, that. Okay, and then you. that was a lot of the yeah. hullabaloo in the Snyder, you know, Snyder yeah. groups because they're like, so wait a minute, Flash resets everything and we get Keaton back, which is like, if you're going to give me a different Batman, that's yeah. a really good one to give me. But it's like, so we're erasing Batfleck and we're moving forward with Keaton. So then what I started to see just from my perspective in the Snyder groups is like, all the Keaton Batman fans that were Ben Affleck Batman fans, then they started to go, wait a second, we don't like Keaton anymore. Yeah. You know, and a lot of the conversation, even right now, some of the memes and conversations and things I saw this morning were just like, you know, they're, they're hostile right now. They're, they're not happy. And, and it's just kind of like, you you guys love Keaton first. I remember (laughs) being the bat, the only bat, bat flag fan in the room. I remember what it was like. And everybody's like, oh, who's your favorite Batman? And me owning thousands of Batman comics and figures and all that stuff and all of Batman, been a Batman dude my whole life. And it's like, oh, yeah, uh, Ben Affleck slayed, freaking killed as Batman. And everybody looks at me like, you don't like Michael Keaton. How dare you? I remember people didn't like Bale because of Keaton. Dude, that, but Bale also did the weird mouth thing. Yeah. Where is he? Yeah, Where the, are they? And he always, they had the worst bat voice. It was just, ugh. Like he, I, like he couldn't breathe through his nose. <laughs> I, 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 so I went and saw all those movies in the theater. Yeah. And I walked out of them going, oh, these are good movies based on the villains. <laughs> yeah. I didn't like Batman. I didn't like it. I liked the suit in Batman Begins because it was a little more traditional. He couldn't really move his neck. Mm-hmm. And then whenever he could move his neck, I was just like, this looks now, like you got a motorcycle helmet on. Bell, uh, Bell man, I don't know what else to call him. Uh, Bell man. <laughs> the the yeah. Bell man cometh. I think he had the best cape. I know that's a weird thing to focus on, but his action shots, the way they did his cape, looked fantastic. And they stole it for this one, too, when Keaton's on that bike. Yeah. The way he turns and the way that cape moves looks like Bell man's. <laughs> and that's a that's a weird thing to focus on but his cape was really cool if you if you watch the nolan trilogy the way he used it and the way it moves it kind of it's kind of like spawn like it kind of has a personality of its own um anyway no keaton's great of course and he even brings a slight campiness to the character which he always has um just enough in there like just enough like humor like this yeah. batman enjoys being batman and he always has. And Keaton enjoys being Batman. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, he his face looks great. Like he fills out. He still fills out that helm really good. That helmet really good. Um, but of course, Batfleck. I think Batfleck is the best one. And rewatching Batman v Superman again, I never realized how this his suit is actually kind of laughing at him and mocking him in the cave. Like if you look at it, it's like smiling. It's got a big angry. smile. And I was yeah. like, yep. I never noticed that before until I was rewatching it. I was like, yeah, this Hans Snyder knew what he was doing. <laughs> yeah, but so good, anyway, man. what I was going to say is this is so easy to fix. Like what could have just happened? You have, you, 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 you finish Snyder cut, you do flashpoint and you split the universes mm-hmm. and we go to it from here. And I don't know why, because all this is going to do as much as I want to see this movie, man, it's not going to satisfy the Snyder, the Snyder group. Hmm. I like it. Like, I hope I like it, but there's just there's not to repeat myself, but there's no way, there's no way this compares to not seeing dark sides, Omega beams chasing Batman through apocalypse. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> can you imagine that? <laughs> you know, I, I definitely feel that. And I agree with it um, to an extent, but like, I, I seeing the two Batman on screen. Yeah, I'm just kind of like ah, that takes all logic out <laughs> and throws it for me. It's just like mm, I have this, and this is what I want. You could so, you could have had this like Flash. You could have had Batgirl or something else with Keaton, mm-hmm. and then you could have ended that run with Batman Beyond Keaton. Oh, gosh, that would be. Yeah, you could have done that. You could have done multiple universes stuff. You could have done Snyderverse. You could have done that, which I would just call like the Batman Beyond verse, like make it its own Batman thing. You could still have Matt Reeves stuff mm-hmm. and keep them separated, like the Offspring. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but if you'd have just, if, I don't know, if they'd have just finished, man, if they'd have finished it, I don't know. It, it's but getting back yeah. to this topic, um. You and I went back and forth a little bit on uh, the book face about uh, the villain in this movie, which isn't just, it's clearly not just Zod. Um, I, you said that the, the toy was leaked of Dark Flash. Yep. I'm thinking they're going to make him, now I know we've gone back and forth on this. I think they're going to make the other Barry Dark Flash. Because so the blue, the blueberry? Yeah. Because it looks the, like there's the blueberry. <laughs> The Schnozberry. <laughs> I didn't even think of that. It just came out. So, because <laughs> there's the there's the red flash, okay, and then there's the blue flash. But the guy that he keeps seeing that he has like the Ezra versus Ezra, he wears a lot of yellow. Yep, and he's surround. His room is yellow. He wears yellow. Everything about him is reverse flesh. Right. And so I'm wondering which flashes we're getting here because there's the really scrawny looking cat in the um in the uh in the cave or whatever, in that air that tomb that's all messed up that they are looking at. And then there's that weird screenshot of Kara, Supergirl, mm-hmm. flying something to the sky. I think so, that's Flash. Yes, Flash. I, I've looked at it, looked at it, and like news reports talking about it have said that that's Flash. So I okay. don't think I don't think that's Superman. Okay. Well, now, I'll, I'll... Jur- journalists are journalists, so there's no. T- 
there's no yeah. telling if they're telling the truth. Well, but, the, the journalists don't like the Snyder fans either. So that's true. it's kind of like, I don't know. I don't trust anybody. Yeah, well, nobody yeah, likes journalists. So, so we know that our Barry, yeah. know, right? And we know our Barry is red flash. Yeah. So that means there's a potential to for the blue one. Yeah. The blueberry, as we're going to call it. <laughs> and then there is the potential for the dark flash, the bad flash. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm thinking maybe bad flash could be the wimpy flash and wimpy berry in the cave. Um, so I'm wondering if, but then the one that wears yellow, that could be reverse flash. Uh, they may make them the same person. They may make reverse flash, dark flash. Okay. The thing I, is, there's what, what was he called? What was it? What was the what's the dark? I'm sorry to interrupt you. What's the? I don't know. He's got a name, the, the all dark evil Flash. I think they called him Black Flash. Isn't it Black Flash? That sounds racist. <laughs> <laughs> we got Black Adam. We got Black Flash. Time for Black Superman. We got the DC Black Label all in. Wrong. <laughs> I would be totally fine with DC Black Label being nothing but black superhero. Black hair. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> We <laughs> you get some guy that's going, damn. We got Black Flash. We got Jumping Jack Flash. We got... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got all kinds of stuff. Good Lord. I, I think they're going to be the same guy. I mean, I could be wrong. I, I don't know, man. Like, if this is just my stupid prediction, I'm thinking maybe that yellow Flash, the other berry, we'll call him Blueberry, I think his mom is probably going to die. Okay. And that might make him dark flash. Okay. Now I could be wrong, but I'm, I don't remember flashpoint a hundred percent, but wasn't it like that? His mom has to die to make oh, our universe. His mom has yeah. to die. If his mom yeah. lives, then we get, um, dead flashpoint. Bruce Wayne. Thomas Wayne becomes the, you know, the Batman who kills. Yeah. And then Martha Wayne becomes the Joker. Yeah, but we're not getting that, I don't think. Like, right. unless they're going to make Michael Keaton Thomas Wayne, which it does not look like that's happening. What was that guy's name that played Negan again? I never remember his name. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Um, something Dean. Dean James, James Dean Morgan, something like that. Something yeah. Morgan. You know, again, going back to <laughs> Jimmy Dean Morgan. Jimmy Dean Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> my name is James. My friends call me Jimmy. Here's some Jimmy sausage. Dean. <laughs> <laughs> so, friggin'. Having James Dean Morgan as the potential Thomas Wayne, he looks like Flashpoint yeah, Wayne. we could have gotten Batman. that, which I think Snyder would have done that. But Yes, absolutely. God, of course he would. I mean, he put him in BVS. And that's, I mean, like seeing him and then uh, I never remember her, what's her face's name? She played Julie or something like that in uh, The yeah, Walking yeah, Dead. Yeah, yeah. But her as a potential Martha Wayne that turns into the Joker, bro, yeah. I'm telling you, casting was on point that would have been money that would have just i mean would have printed my money (laughs) but but just kind of what i'm doing is i got i got the i had the trailer going up for a little while while we were Mm -hmm. watching or talking yeah but now i got like um that thread that we have together where i've got all the little screenshots in there the screen grabs and i just gotta say man just looking at the bat bike the Mm -hmm. blue and gray you know cowl and suit for batman like, there's some dope stuff in, in this trailer. Yeah. That screenshot of all the different suits in Keaton's verse. 
and his version of the nightmare suit. I um, I think Bat uh uh what's his name Ben Affleck looks great. Yeah. He looks like he's in better shape than he was even for Justice League. He looks younger. He looks like he's thinned out a little bit. Like yeah. uh, I, he looks like his face looks a little thinner. You know, but they just he just embodies Bruce Wayne. Like just it just for me that is the Bruce Wayne. Yeah. So, but also that is the Batman as well. Like that's my favorite <laughs> suit. That's my favorite actor yeah. for the for the. That's my favorite cowl, and that that makes a the cowl is a huge deal to me. Yeah. Like. I I I like Batman a lot, but like the longer and pointier the ears, I don't like that as much. Like the long Halloween is cool and all, and I understand what they're trying to do. Yeah, but that's a little exaggerated. Right, right. And even the ones like uh, the White Knight, where he has has the 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 collar, the collar on his. Yeah, like not a huge one. fan of the collar. Uh, what was that other? <laughs> it was the the one where they were he was fighting Jack the Ripper. Uh, Gotham um, by Gaslight. Or whatever. Yes, which is an yeah. amazing story. Yeah. But again, having the collar on the thing, I like there's a, and also the, the Frank Miller. Yeah. You know, Batman stuff. I don't even love that story as much as I love the Batman that came from it. You know, just that older grizzled, huge, thick jaw, short pointy ears, Batman. Like that is old man strong. Oh, old man strong. Like just. Like I, I just freaking I love that Batman, you know. Yeah. I love that what what came from that. Now on the flip side, if we're gonna go with a thinner suit, a smaller Batman, Michael Keaton's Batman. Yep, he looks that, great. Yes, yes, I, I like that so much better than the other guys. The um, my favorite part of the trailer is when uh, Keaton Batman just throws that guy down Dude. from the air. Like somehow defying physics. <laughs> oh my gosh! The way he his seventy five year old behind flies in the air, spins around, and drops down. I'm like, man, yeah. he's more limber than Batfleck. Got it him looks, by thirty years easy. Also, yeah, like that's a cool because and that that's that movie Batman. Like that's how that guy was in the first yeah. Batman movie. He would he would bust up your leg and not care. <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome, man. So I think that uh, I think this is. I think we had the potential to have a really cool movie. And I think that the things they showed in here, like getting into the the Supergirl stuff, like, man, she's going to come busting out. You're going to have Supergirl, Flash, and Batman all on the screen at the same time mm-hmm. fighting. I mean, you got it in the trailer, and it's awesome. So I, I like this Supergirl. I'm going to be honest. Like, I didn't care for her, her as a character. And then I watched the trailer again, like, man, you know what? She looks really cool. And I've seen people, like, even people that I like on, like, YouTube and stuff, just, of course, they call it woke and stupid. Man, she doesn't look like a dude. She has short hair. I get it. She's beautiful. Like, the actress, whoever plays her. Mm-hmm. I think she looks great. Like, I wanted that as a figure. Like, I'm going to be honest. I That was one of the highlights of this trailer for me. I was like, man, she looks awesome. There's no yeah. way she's going to be as strong as Zod. But... Mm it'll be a fun fight. Yeah. I thought it was cool. I thought, I thought that, you know, I saw screenshots from her way back when they were filming this thing. I wasn't in love with it. Yeah. Those were bad. They were bad. And of course they had to like, you know, Photoshop all her abs and stuff. They Photoshopped her butt out of that one picture. Did you see that? Yeah. (laughs) That looked terrible. Like this is a beautiful woman. Just leave her alone. Like, yeah. 
I, I thought that some of the, the shots coming out of it weren't great, but what we see in the trailer, fully produced, absolutely amazing. So I think that, uh, I think it's pretty freaking dope, man. And then, you know, seeing her on screen, having her have her time, because, like, don't get me wrong, if we're not going to do Superman, this oh, this is cool, you know? Yeah. I, I guess this was, it makes sense to me if you're going to tell this story in an alternate world. Yeah, you know, then just do like the comics did. Thing things got effed up in these other versions, and uh, having her on screen, man, so far it looks she looks awesome. So well, I think it's gonna I'm, be cool. I'm be honest, I'm glad it's not a uh, like long blonde haired Kara. Like, there's nothing wrong with that, like with the skirt and everything. But it's like, I mean, this is Flashpoint, and I, honestly, I didn't want to see an emaciated Henry Cavill. Like, yeah, <laughs> there's a if you pause, there's one scene where there's like some kind of battering or something up in the air with a rope attached to it that is getting struck by lightning and they're channeling mm-hmm. I don't know if it's the speed force if that's where they're trying to give Barry his powers back or if that's when they're destroying like Dark Flash I don't know it looks cool though I will say I was I had paused it on the shot where their two feet come together yep and the blue lightning mm-hmm. looks like a black suit. Yep. Let me pull that up, too. I've got that one. But it looks like they're fighting together. Yeah. Unless that scene is reversed or something weird. I don't know. Like It'd be really weird if there's a third flash. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that suit looks really either dark purple. It's got a, a yellow bolt yep. on it. And that that's Dark Flash. Like that's his suit, I'm pretty sure. Let me see. I've got a figure on my eBay store right now of that of that Dark Flash. Let me see if I can bring His it up. bolt is red. Black Flash's bolt is red. Good in my store. But he's also like dead looking and stuff. Yeah. But now to be fair, if we go to that scene where the battering is getting struck by lightning. And you pause immediately after. Hold on. Now the one on my store is wearing shorts. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> right after he struck by lightning, they cut to a scene of Barry's face, like getting burned and melted by lightning. And I don't know if that's the same scene or not, but that might explain why Black Flash looks so burnt up in the comics and stuff. And that may Maybe. be how they do it here on this one, you know. Yep, because it's coming. It looks like the it's not the battering. It looks like it's the actual uh, battling. Yeah, yeah, but that also looks like R. Barry. So there's no telling because he has short hair. But what if R. Barry's the bad guy? Oh, he is Ezra Miller. <laughs> the way they punished him for everything he did wrong in life is they killed him in the in the movie. And I have paused it. Wow, I did a pretty good job pausing this. Uh, the scene at two fifteen. And I'll put it, let me pull it over so it can at least see it on the video version. Can I send you a, a picture in the messages that let you do that? Yeah, maybe. The one where he's jumped up in the air. Look, looks like Batman, actually, with no cape. I don't know, because he's got the lightning around him. Yep. Let me take a picture of it and send it, see if I can send it to you. Um, it's where the two flashes are fighting. Like, clearly, they're, they're fighting. Oh, dang it. That's not right. All right, hold on. Let me see if I can post this in the message here. That's where he's drop kicking the one flash. He's making the yeah, flash yeah, tornado. Yeah. yeah. 
if you got that pause really clear, it's, no, it, it's, really... It, it's at exactly 2.15 of uh, the Flash official trailer from DC on yep, YouTube. that's when I got it all. Yeah, get it on 2.15. What I'm seeing, I mean, he's like red and black, mm-hmm. and he's got a yellow belt. Yep, that's what I said. It looks kind of like Batman from... Yeah, that's strange. Let me make that a full screen. Look at that. There's no, but there's no way he's got because he's got the lightning bolts on his legs. Like it's the same guy that was back to back. Yep. With our flash. Yeah, that's. So I wonder. Yeah. I wonder if this, if he's making the tornado, and then that flash is going to energize it by diving into it. That's a good idea. Like a like or, a like a super move. See, I don't know. It's like he's. It looks like he's trying to drop kick our flash. He does. He hits him. I've got it, Paul. I, I kept hitting like my space bar. Yeah, he he kicks, um, Goodberry, as what we're calling him right, now, or tries to, and Goodberry gets out of the way. I don't know, man. That's a. I don't know. To me, like I said, I could be playing way too much into it, but it seems like if you're gonna have this guy decked out in yellow, playing Flash, that's got to be a bad guy. Yeah, I'm thinking so. Especially um, since we know that uh, that you know, yellow flash is reverse flash is bad guy flash. Well, he it was he me, also, Barry. <laughs> I hope we get that. I hope we get that. Well, and and uh, somebody when the rumors came out, they were talking about when this movie with with Dark Flash, whatever Black Flash, whatever that his suit was Kryptonian. Mm-hmm. And that, if you pause it, that guy's suit, that Flash's suit looks a little bit thicker, like a little bit mm-hmm. chunkier than ours. Also, he doesn't appear to be in the scene with our Barry and Batman saving Supergirl. When Barry's like, what do we do? What's the play, Batman? And Batman, yep. <laughs> we try not to die. <laughs> uh, I think that's uh, that's a funny Keaton Batman. I don't know. I, yeah. I like that he's he's that, that uh, Keaton was always the, uh, not esoteric, what's the word? eccentric. Yeah, he was. He, he had a weird sense. Of, like, you want to get nuts? <laughs> Let's get nuts. <laughs> yeah, he was an eccentric Bruce Wayne, and like a, I don't know. He was a crazy dude that loved being Batman. I think that's cool. Yep. Um, I don't know, man. Like, I, I know people. Some people are complaining about the CGI. Like, I'm gonna be honest, man. The CGI to me is like graphics in a video game where I don't care. I don't either. And. I, I don't know if unless it's god awful like I I just don't care I'm not going to complain about it. It has to be really bad, but even then, bad CGI doesn't make a movie bad for me. It just is nah. like eh, that didn't look good. Yeah, and people are like well, it takes you out of it. Like man, I'm taken out of a movie like every three seconds. I'm watching it probably because mm-hmm. we have children. You can't watch anything anymore and enjoy anything, <laughs> even when you're by yourself. Yeah. You're still on high alert. I was checking out Flashpoint the trade on ebay and found it for like seven bucks i don't think i have the trade i've got a lot of the issues i've got issues yeah, you got plenty of issues actually you know what i think i should probably look into that too i know you could always get dc universe uh and read through it is that the uh the online stuff is it a comic subscription or whatever man is that is that a online mm-hmm. they got an app you can it's got access to their entire library Man, I can't do it. I respect you and Josh for being able to do that. If I try to read on the screen, I just, I, I hate it. I, I don't do it often anymore. Yeah. I started off, I was, 
I was a day one adopter and I had it for until they rebranded to DC Universe Infinite. When they did Infinite, they just they did some stuff and they highlighted things that I couldn't get away from. And it's like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It was whatever the flavor of the month is. It's like, oh, you're going to just that's going to be my screen now. OK, well, I think I'll just not. <laughs> I, I prefer to buy my comic books and read them physical anyways. But at work. What I was doing is I was bringing my, I have my little OGO laptop bag oh, yeah, or whatever. I remember, I remember the story. And I have all these friggin' comic books and stuff in there. And it's like, it's easier just to bring your laptop. I mean, uh, your iPad. Bring it, bring it up, baby. That's right. That's right. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm still looking at that shot of dark flash trying to kick our berry. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm confused. Cause like you can, if you, Fast forward to the end where he's taking Dark Bear or not our Barry is taking a picture of Supergirl. His gloves are black, but like his shoulder looks red and like the rest of him looks red. Yep. So I don't know. Like that's there's no other shot of him in the suit. Yeah. What's interesting to me is it I guess what are they guess they're in the back seat together and then yeah. Batman's driving it? God, Batman's got to be annoyed to have these two little kids around. These two 25-year-old kids. Yeah. <laughs> What's the play? What do we do, Batman? I will say, I just skipped over to uh, nine seconds into the trailer where it's got the uh, Batfleck cowl and the blood dripping towards it. Let me see that. I'm very interested to see what that looks like, what that com- what that means. Oh, yeah. Where is that? It's nine seconds in. Now, granted, I don't know how many milliseconds because, you know, trailers are. They yeah, I got it. Is really that quickly. Barry's house? I don't know. But, if, but like, if you go to eight seconds in, somebody's walking into a home. And oh, then man. what if he's trying to stop him from going back in time? I don't know. But if you if you freeze frame it right about the 10 second mark, you see the cowl on the ground, blood all over the ground. You see, uh-huh. it, like, the bat suit behind it, I'm assuming. Yep. And then there's a tub right across from it. So I wonder if Batman has disrobed and then has cleaning himself off. This could be, this could be the DC black label, the Batawang. <laughs> now we, we saw, see. we saw the bat flood away, bat flick away and a uh, gone girl. So it's uh, it won't be too big of a surprise, but it'll still be a nice surprise. Did it show the Batawang in gone girl? I think it showed like the outline. Oh, huh. I don't remember that. Close, man. That was a killer movie though. <clears throat> yeah. Great movie. Great, uh, great writer. Jillian uh, Flynn. Great writer. Someone posted a photo of Ben Affleck holding Jennifer Lopez's side, like on <laughs> her in her bikini on a yacht yeah. the other day. And it says at night he's Batman, but during the day he's butt man. <laughs> <laughs> I loved watching that dude at the Grammys looking so miserable because he looked just like Bruce Wayne at the Grammys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, man, you were born for this. <laughs> no, that's so funny. So I just, yeah. Uh, yeah, that is like, I don't know. Like what could hurt Batman in a flash movie, you know? And if, hmm. it, if that, why would he be in this house? Like if that's the flash's house, like, you think it's like a back to the future thing where like the flash goes and he just evaporates or something or I don't know. But if you look what's weird, it says another universe, but uh-huh. it's our Batman's cowl, but Michael Keaton's logo behind it. I'm going to take a screen grab real quick. Oh, his logo's behind it. Okay. 
Where? Is that in the back left? Or is it on a suit? Because I'm it's looking on the for suit. I'm, I'm saving it now and I'm sending it. Oh, to you're you. dead right, right there. It's between the chin and the chest piece of the cowl. Yep. Yeah. Look at that. Would you just look at it? Would you just look at it? Would you, would you look at that? You know what I always say? Would you just look at it? Who is that? Isn't that crazy? That's the, that's definitely that. That's probably not going to be in the movie. That's probably just going to be some crap. That's some bull crap right there to throw us off because they're like, ah, oh, you little nerds, you're going to be looking for all the good stuff. Yeah, nerds. Yeah. <laughs> nerds. No. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I wonder. I don't know because they they're dealing with his mom dying. I don't I don't know how you get around it being it it being dark flash. Let me see what I'm, I don't know, man. How long is this movie supposed to be? Hopefully, three hours and forty five minutes. With 10 minutes of Barry Allen and everything else, Batfleck and <laughs> Keaton Fleck. <laughs> Back in. Uh, Bailman. Oh, Bailman. I mean, to be f- I mean, like, I guess because Val Kilmer's dead, so you can't see him. Adam West is dead, but it'd be really cool if they Val- did do is silhouettes. Is Val Kilmer or- dead? That's what I read. Is he? Maybe, Let's maybe see. he is. I missed that. Is I know he was Val like sick. Kilmer dead. He's alive. He's alive. Okay. So he's <laughs> he just can't move. Poor guy. Talk about he's dead. <laughs> so, uh, so there is an article that says October 19th of 2022, Val Kilmer's obituary and cause of death. So maybe it was like a, one of those fake. Maybe. Is he not? Because it says in, is <laughs> the top, the top three articles are <laughs> Val Kilmer's death. What caused Val Kilmer to die? <laughs> and is Val dead. Kilmer alive? <laughs> You're like, thanks, Internet, for answering nothing. Yeah. So do you think this Barry, when he gets to this universe, like our Barry, is he uh, depowered, you think? Because it's showing them both get the speed force at exactly a minute in, unless Hmm. it's going through him to get to the other one. I was about to say, my read on it, watching the trailer 17 times, was that our Barry has access to the speed force. Cause we've seen that in our universe. Yeah. This Barry um, has never had to, he probably doesn't yeah. have any flash powers. That's what I'm thinking. Because Why his are they mom's both not- getting struck by lightning. Um, maybe, maybe that's from the, the Snyder army. And this is a bull crap. Maybe it's, um, it's exactly a minute in. They both get struck by it. But I mean, clearly, second Barry has to get powered. Right. I'm just wondering, because if you look, like, so, if you go back, so, while Barry's telling the story of his... Wild Barry. So, there's yellow shirt Barry. Yeah. And then there's blue shirt Barry. With his yellow shirt Barry's dancing with his mom, blue shirt Barry, mom is dying on the yeah. floor. Yeah. So I don't know if that's all in the same universe. If you're going to see part of that is our Barry's mom died. And then we see that the other Barry's mom is alive. But I do like the flash suit. Yeah. They changed it up a little bit. I think it's pretty dope. A little more basic, actually. 
I think the emaciated, I mean, clearly the emaciated person they find is clearly Supergirl. But if you look, it looks so much like, I mean, I was thinking the same thing too of, of the initial watch, but if you look, it looks so much like Barry. Yeah. And when he holds its hand, if you, if you freeze frame on. I'm at 122. 123 shows its face. Yeah. It looks like Barry. The eye looks like Barry. You're right. But is he that, is he that skinny? Which she's not either. So I don't know what I'm saying that for. Yeah. Well, I mean, it could be like, um, oh, like Christian Bale, you know, from the machinist. Yeah. Literally starve yourself to death. I don't know. Um, I mean, I, I'm guessing that Supergirl. It, you're right. It's hard to tell. It's very hard to tell. But I mean, if they're following Flashpoint and as angry as she is, and she has a bruise on her face when she's flying later, like at the end. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. That seems like it would be her, especially since she's coming out of nowhere. Man. I'm back to watching Keaton show up and it looks so cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it's cool as they have the original Batmobile in there. I mean, he's almost honestly, his Batcave looks very similar to the way it was in the first movie. Mm-hmm. Stiff with the points in it. Well, I mean the cave itself, like it's almost yeah. like it's a little command center in the middle of a cave, not yeah. like a whole area. Oh, I'm that sorry. You... I thought you were about, I thought you were about his cape. No, that also looks cool. Yeah, the cape looks really cool. I'm trying to find that one scene where he's running. Like what Barry is running at? I guess like, how do you think this movie is going to go? Like, it's it's got to be Barry goes back in time to try to save his mom. Correct creates this the, the flashpoint paradox finds his mom finds barry things are off like does you think zod's hitting early and then we're getting dark flash or what i'm thinking this barry batman batfleck they have a battle barry experiences the speed force again Maybe he sees something. Something triggers it in the beginning of this movie. Yeah. And then the conversation, because I, I think that battle scene with Ben Affleck on the Yeah, yeah, yeah. On That's got to be at the beginning. Yeah. That's all the beginning of the movie. I would dare to say that's the opening 15 minutes of it. Like, this yeah. is something that they're doing. They're just as leaguing together, right? And then something is going to trigger. Something's going to show Barry that, wait a second, I could go i could i could or maybe he's you know opens it up with like a monologue like man i'm the fastest man alive and i've can do this this and this and there's this thing called the speed force and blah 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 so maybe he's been playing in the speed force but in the beginning of the movie he's going to see something that's going to trigger him in on the idea that he can go back in time might be his mom or he something might, yeah, yes something. and then he's going to have the conversation with bruce because bruce is the smartest the smartest human being barry allen knows yeah arguably you know, Barry Allen's depicted as a, as a very smart person. He's usually a scientist in most of the comics. And so, so like arguably Bruce Wayne, Lex Luthor and Barry Allen should be the three smartest people in the DCU. Yeah. So he's going to go to Bruce and be like, Hey, I got this idea. And that's when Bruce says in the, in the, in the trailer, he's like, he's like, I could go back in time and fix things. He goes, yeah, or you can go and mess it up, make it worse. And so, I think something triggers, something happens, and he does it. 
he either has to do it or he Tom Holland is stupid enough to just do something dumb. Yeah. Tries and it. I think that that scene where little Barry runs out of the house and uh, our Barry Allen is standing there and just sees him. I think that's in the speed force. I think that what happens yeah. is that he's going to see himself or he's going to relive that in the speed force or in a dream, but something that's going to be around the trigger point. Yeah. And then from there, I think he's going to go back in time. He's going to find his flash and Zod will be invading. Yeah, it has to. I think, I think it has to be early because when they're heel to heel fighting, those are Zod's forces behind yep. them standing yep. there. And I think that what they're going to do is they're going to, they're going to get Batman. They're going to have, I'm thinking there's probably going to be two battles with Zod. There's going to be the initial battle with Zod, get Batman involved. And then there's going to be, uh, with Batman, you know, we got to find, you know, the, this world Superman. Yeah. And Batman's going to be the one that knows how to do it. That's why they're going to go together. They're going to rescue Supergirl. She's going to come out. She's going to fight Zod. And I believe somewhere in that battle, yeah. the other Barry is going to acquire the Kryptonian armor yeah. and or the lightning that they use to charge everything is going to meld him with the Kryptonian armor. And then he and Supergirl are going to battle. I, th I think that's kind of where my head's at. Just watching this over and over again, I think that that's going to be your main beats right there is it's going to be Ben Affleck in the beginning, Flashpoint Paradox, um, try to figure it out. Oh, crap, Zod's invading. We got to find this world's Batman, this Batman. We go do the, the maybe the, the initial skirmish. We got to find this world's Superman, Superman. Yeah. And then take it down. Holy crap, we created Dark Flash. I mean, that's a lot of characters and a lot of villains and a lot of arcs and a lot of, mm -hmm. a lot that's got to happen in a couple hours. So I, I feel like this movie is going to move really fast. This isn't going to be like BVS, like a slow burn. Yeah. Like BVS is very much like there's a, it's a slow burn. There's boom. There's something really cool. Slow burn. Boom. Something cool. Slow burn. Like even Zack Snyder's Justice League, it moves slower and it's longer to encapsulate everything. I think this is going to be like, boom, 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 boom. You're not going to get a chance to breathe. Oh, this is interesting. I think you're absolutely right. I mean, that's how Black Adam was. And I love yep. that pace. If you go to two minutes, 12 seconds, there is a flash, which has to be Arberry creating a tornado. Yep. And in the back, there's a red berry just standing there. At least in the milliseconds I have it at. Here, let me. Get oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. And then at 214, you have the dark flash drop kicking through the tornado. Yeah. So that's what I was saying earlier. I think that it's either he's fighting our berry or they're working together at this point to stop Zod and he's drop kick supercharging the tornado. This definitely looks like there's three. You're right. This looks like there could be three berries. Because we have dark or that one of them changes, like you were saying. Yeah. That is really interesting. Because if you look at so 215, you got dark flash in the air, red flash doing the tornado. He drop kicks the tornado and then uh, oh man, it's such a it's so fast, it's hard to catch the 
the screen, but there's definitely something with lightning coming out of the tornado. And I'm yep. And uh, I'm at two twelve right now. When Supergirl is punching Zod, you can see another flash in the back left. Okay. In the fog, and it looks like blueberry because of his lightning <laughs> color. A uh, blueberry. We got blueberry. We got raspberry. Blue, I have a blueberry for a daughter. <laughs> yeah, there's those two. Yeah, there's something. Yeah, definitely. Because, yeah, there's two there at 212 again. One's causing the tornado, which is our bear. You can tell by the suit. There's probably the other bear in the back, and then something changes. I think you're probably dead on because whenever Dark Flash shows up, he looks different. Yeah. We're analyzing the crap out of this, but yeah. Right. And, but at 2.15, you can see all of Zod's ships in the background behind the tornado. So yeah. during that invasion, mm-hmm. there are multiple flashes. They're all there. I'm thinking three flashes during the Zod invasion. The one flash, maybe he's questionable. Maybe he's the bad guy. Maybe he's the one. Maybe he's the frail one in the and it might this might be a third universe this might be that he goes to one universe gets yellowberry and then they go to another universe <laughs> blueberry redberry raspberry and a uh, uh, yellowberry frankenberry Frank- <laughs> <laughs> that's the dark flash he's frankenberry because yeah, he's got the kryptonian tech suit <laughs> so and it's possible that zod destroys this world and that's why they go to the next one That'd be it's a like, wait a weird, second. but cool. Because if you think about it, because you, you see in the scene the 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 the, um, the planet, um, what is it? What do uh, they call it? Yeah, it's like a planet morpher or whatever it is. It's like a terraformer. He's, terraformer they're, they're terraforming yeah. to be like Kryptonian. But what if in the world engine? The world engine. The world That's right. Engine. So what if? Okay, this is this is getting really deep into the weeds. All right, uh, our Barry goes to Blueberry's universe and they to see his mom, to save his mom, and creates the flashpoint paradox, all that stuff. And then as he sees it and goes, Oh wow, this is amazing, Zod invades, destroys the world. They both they tap into the speed force and then they both go to the next universe. Because now they're two or yeah, the two of them ha- don't have moms. And then they're they're in this other one where there's Three flashes, one of which is potentially bad guy flash. Yeah. I don't know. That's a thought. I don't know if this is a good one, but No, that's an, that's a, that's what I'm trying to figure out. It's does I mean there could be two Zod fights. They seem it looks like it's one because it takes place on this this desert battlefield. Yeah. And it looks like literally a desert battlefield because like a, it looks like soldiers, like American soldiers are getting blown up. Um, it looks like that dead space where Superman met right. the general before he fought Zod. But the Kara fight, there's yeah. snow everywhere. Ah, yeah. Let me get there again. When she does the slow motion punch to so she's she's somewhere different than that. Let me get there. Come on. So, but again, I don't know if you fight Zod there. It might it might be that you don't. It might be that's just the the area where they find her. So the world engine is working. Something's going on because or something's happening. Yeah, something's happening because the world like there's a scene at one fifty nine where Flash, which is 
Blueberry is watching like a hospital collapse or something, like a museum or something collapse. Because there's no way that's our berry because it doesn't have the lines on it. Now, I could be wrong. It just doesn't look like it. Well, at 110, the world engine is destroying. Yeah. 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 He's standing there looking at it. Yeah, that would be interesting if the two flashes fought Zod and lost. And then left. Yeah. So, Which would make you want that. Then, then it's like, are we going to see a third Batman? Could we see a world where my thing is this? Cause the flashpoint, you know, that's where the flash meets Thomas Wayne, Batman. Mm-hmm. So it is very possible. World one is Michael Keaton. World two is flashpoint. You know, see that again. Thomas Wayne. How cool would that be? Is that snow uh, where she's punching Zod? Is oh, that yeah. That's definitely, definitely snow on top because she comes out. Oh, uh, but the thing when she's fighting Zod. Oh, I don't know about that. I'm saying when she comes out of what, the prison, she's still wearing yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, she's in some, yeah. She's in yeah. some place different. Let me see. Because is that Batman blowing up Zod's machine? There's also at 216, Barry, our Barry is screaming no at yeah. somebody. And it looks like he's in a house. So, I mean, that could be like the beginning, like you said, or like you'd be watching his mom die again, or that could be anything. Yeah. Um, or, let me see. Man, I really like the way Supergirl looks. I'm not going to lie. Especially when she's about to blow out the uh, eye beams. Mm-hmm. Looks scared or angry. I think she looks cool. Heck yeah, dude. Let me see. There's there's Batfleck. Um, I'm trying to find a third Flash in the scene where Bad Flash jump kicks. I like how Flash. they try to misdirect in this trailer because yeah. during all the action sequences with Flash, Supergirl, and everything, they throw in this quick little scene of Batfleck. Yep, on the interstate or something. On the interstate that is nowhere near any of this other stuff. That is completely uh-huh. related to the motorcycle fight that we're most likely going to see in the beginning. They're just like, oh, we got to show that blue cowl off, the blue and gray. You might be right. There's something could happen because there's, for some reason, as we already said, there's uh, Blueberry is not there when they're freeing. Well, what about this, man? Why would... Why the Flash, of all people, why would he be surrounded by guns and not be able to do anything? Because he's on his back? That doesn't make sense. So maybe like, this is before he's, maybe he doesn't have his powers right now? Maybe. Like, maybe he goes there and is depowered, that maybe they both are, and that's why they go get Bruce Wayne, who frees Supergirl or something, and then maybe the flying is how they the the battering with the lightning is how they tap oh, into yeah. the speed force later to fight Zod. You, you kind of because so is it in the Flashpoint? Doesn't Barry Allen get tied to a chair and Thomas Wayne? He gets in the speed force back. Yeah. Gets in the speed force back by get electrocuting him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's exactly <laughs> what that it happened. is. Yeah. So maybe maybe they actually free Supergirl before that even happens. Maybe he's just there trying to form the Justice League to fight Zod. And then that's not enough or something. Because um, then he could do several things with it. Because then the other Barry could get powers too, the speed source. 
and that could make that could be like the start of what happens and turns him dark from there. Yeah. After they're fighting, I don't know, but I know it's it's weird to see the Flash even though on his back because he he doesn't rely on his feet for speed. He can move fast from any position. Yeah. I mean, we saw him, you know, put a hot dog in someone's mouth. Yeah, he can move quickly <laughs> no matter what position he's in. But yeah. but the other Barry's not there. If you look at 212, now I don't know how many milliseconds. This is going to be early in. <laughs> we keep saying I know. <laughs> it's a thing now. So, But I see the the Flash standing, rubble, tanks, everything around them all destroyed, yep. and the beginning of the tornado. That's what I'm saying. There's there's two. There's two of them there. There's Blueberry's the one standing there, and ours is the one in the tornado. Because if you keep pausing it, you can see that it's two different mm-hmm. Flashes. And then yeah. there's the third one that runs through and drop kicks it. So there's, I mean, we have definitely confirmed here. There's three, there's three. Yeah. Or one turns evil or the bat, other one turns evil during that fight, perhaps. Yeah. That's, so that's the only explanation it could be. Cause yeah, he's, for, he's still, ours is still forming tornadoes when the other one is trying to drop kick him. The only reason I'm so harping on uh, blueberry turning evil is because he's surrounded by yellow Mm-hmm. And the dark flash that is drop kicking our flash has the blue lightning. It's possible. Good. Maybe yeah. it is too. And the belt looks to be the same. Uh, well, the yellow belt that the other one has. Anyway. Yeah. Well, they definitely did a good job on the trailer. There's a ton yeah. in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We spent like an hour cutting <laughs> it, cut the pieces. The only thing that I'm going to say is blatant misdirection, which there's probably more than one thing that's a little, little more or less obvious is the Ben Affleck interstate scene in the middle of the oh, yeah. chaos. There's, there's the no way. There's no way. You're trying to make me forth. think he's going to be there for that. And I'm not, I'm not falling for it. Not this time. Some, something has happened. I, I, I'm, I'm back on a Supergirl's bruise uh-huh. at 2.46. It looks like she's got a, a, a shiner there on her face somewhere. So either she's already fought Zod or they just got her free from the Institute or whatever, the lab, and she just got her suit. 2.46 when she's flying? Yeah. It looks like... I saw it looks to people, me like it's her hair in her face. I saw that, but I saw people off. pointing it out. Let me see if I can find it. Yeah, her right eye. Either it's yeah, either it's hair reaching all the way because like way down here on this side. Yeah, it yep. looks like it. Her face is bruised. Hmm. It's possible. Even when, anyway, let me see. Maybe I can find her somewhere else. I doubt it. But the question is, is her ship there in the Arctic? All right, and if so, is Jor-El going to show up? In theory, he had a pod, she had a ship. But in the... Yeah. In, in, Flash the, Point, the, in Flashpoint, the government had taken it, hadn't they? Mm, oof, that's, that's getting a little deep into the weeds. I don't remember. Well, where did she get the suit? Well, uh, you would think she would have to get the suit from her, from her ship. Yeah, so her ship could be in it, which means we might see Jor-El. Maybe. Russell Crowe. That would be cool. Well, then, well, well, no, that wouldn't be your dad. That'd be your uncle. Well, right? uh, well, I don't know. I thought she was the, in this one, she was just not Clark. Yeah. Oh, so you're thinking that she's a Kent, 
I mean, yeah. She's a L. She's well. There yeah. was she was still L. Kara L was still. She's just a cousin. I don't know. Yeah, I'm thinking maybe in this universe it's not a cousin. It's actually it's just, yeah. That's just what we got. Born like, a chick. Yeah. yeah. Now, I could be wrong, but well, that's how. Um, you know, if you look at the uh, dark multiverse, yeah, you had uh, Bryce Wayne and um, what's Which his is, face? Isn't nearly as cool a name as Bruce Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> right, but Bryce was the chick who killed Aquaman, took his powers, and then drowned the entire Earth because they killed Kyle, her husband. Man, they probably had it coming. They deserved it, if you ask me. <laughs> <laughs> she, she was Batman in that universe, and whenever um, Aquaman, the Atlanteans, killed uh, killed uh, something Kyle, Stephen Kyle, we'll call him, instead of Selena Kyle. Yeah. Uh, she goes, kills the Atlanteans, take their power, uses the staff to then drown the entire world. And then the Batman who laughs is like, hey, you want to come do that somewhere else? That was freaking cool. Batman who laughs is a great idea. Yeah. I, well, I wonder who's Alfred in this. You think Alfred's dead at this point? Mm, I mean, Batman's old. It's... There, but yeah, there's been some old Alfreds, though, before. Yeah. Like in uh, Dark Knight Returns. He was old. Huh? Yeah, he was like decrepit Alfred. What was that other one where at um what was that the uh cyborg suit um how was the cyborg uh not the murder machine um Batman evil Batman but the one where they put Alfred's Alfred became an AI Oh yeah 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 we could see that Yeah if you if you pause at 234 when she says my name is Kara which I keep calling her Clara for some reason Yeah if you look behind the two berries which I can see out the window yeah, or uh, that's a TV, I think. Well, I guess that is a TV. Yeah, you're right, because on one side it's got stripes, the yeah. other side it looks like the desert. So Zod's they... ship is just coming in. So yeah. either your theory could be right where they're gearing up for another fight with Zod, or they don't fight Zod until... Right, one and done. Well, you're right. Might, it, might be, it might be that they're assembling the Justice League. Like, they're getting her, they get her... And then they get their powers to go fight them because there's no other scene that we know of of them of them having powers before Zod shows up. You're right, but they're definitely they, they get her with the help of Batman. Yeah, because they're in his dining room. Yep. And there's I'm telling you I, I, I'm thinking that's it. I'm thinking we're on to the plot because there's no way the Flash will be on his back helpless against guns if unless he was depowered. And you're right, because I'd forgotten that in Flashpoint, he actually was. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I think cool. we've got a pretty good uh, order of, 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 of events here. And I will say this. I'll, if you go all the way to 254, where they show the three different Flashpoint covers. Yeah, let me go. Yeah, there we are. So they got the official movie tie-in. Yeah. They've got the original Flashpoint. And then they've got the the Flash Volume One move forward. Yeah, from the New Fifty Two. Yeah, I think that this is the first time I've ever seen a DC property advertise the comics. Yeah. So I think we are in good shape. That yeah. we're going to be staying to the source material. I mean, we've already picked out a ton of things, uh, but in the middle it shows you can see Thomas Wayne. Batman. Mm. So I'm calling it right now. I think we're going to see him in the film. That would be fantastic. Even yeah, if it's just really a glimpse cool. in the Speed Force, I think we'll see him. That would be really cool. 
So, but man, this has been, that's been a good talk, man. Overall, this yeah. has been, this is my first deep dive into a trailer like this. this yeah, we got pretty nerdy with it. <laughs> <laughs> pretty granular. But it's a great, it's a great trailer. Yeah. Like, it was good. Um, I don't know, man. I'm excited about it. I, I, I don't know what, I don't know what they're going to do afterward. I, I kind of feel bad for uh, Supergirl. I don't think they're going to do anything with her now. I mean, mm. and, I uh, feel bad kind of for Keaton, even though, I mean, I don't, I don't know how you waste Keaton. I don't know how you bomb something so hard, especially with Batgirl. It's like, either it was so bad that you guys had to get rid of it, which is your fault, or it wasn't as bad and you cut it, which is still your fault. <laughs> yeah. It's gotta be, you gotta think no one cuts a movie that like that anymore. No. You don't hear about stuff like that, especially something so high profile. It had to be so bad that they're like, even Keaton can't save it. <laughs> even brendan fraser can't save it that's right or or they just shelf it they cancel it, they shelf it and then after this they bring it back to the hbo max i mean who knows yeah if only we could get the rest of the snyder verse with it <laughs> yeah did you see so real quick and then we, we i got a few more minutes now we got to bounce um yeah. did you see two days ago it was the on valentine's day was the cell justice league sells the snyder verse to um netflix trending worldwide blowing yep, up I did everywhere see that actually and and people are making those fake posters of like bat ben affleck's batman like God. yeah with the netflix logos and stuff i, I sent you the one of dark side blowing up the end with his yeah well, that was cool yeah. that was really yeah. cool but wow. if, if they made that real i mean my gosh you could just print money that like, would print, <laughs> be some money to be printed on there yeah so no man, this was fun. I'd like to do this a little bit more, and we can do reviews and stuff. Like Heck yeah, yeah. And, and I'm looking forward to working with you in the near future as well. Like yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff, guys, coming up. Um, I'm gonna give you my friend Zico Mancer's contact information as soon as we go off of here. He's open to you know doing some gaming stuff with. You. He's a sweet. He that dude has platinum platinum so many games, like even just this year already, like. I don't know. I'll get you that off, off camera, of course. Sweet, sweet. Now let's do it right here. All the contact information, social security information, credit card yep. information, get it all <laughs> to me now. Nah, this dude is a genius physicist. He'll track us down and go Thomas Wayne on us. There you go. Hey, you know what? And then we would have just gotten what we wanted anyways. We have the Snyderverse in real life. <laughs> all right. Well, I'll, I'll do the official sign off on my end here and say, see you guys. I'm going to stop the recording on my end. But Daryl, it's been fun, man. Uh, I enjoyed it, man. Thank you so much, Dan. This has been the Loot Bros Cross Godfather.
get another chance, that's going down tonight We are all overcomers by the bloodshed Grace found me all alone when I was half dead Found a purpose and a place Filled my life with hope, done away with the disgrace